Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Real Talk Podcast, episode 27. I am sat, as always, alongside my beautiful co-hosts, Seth, Cam, and Tyler. We have a packed episode for you today, reviews of two new releases, Scream 6 and 65. We're going to talk the latest trailers, the latest movie news, the latest comic book nerd Star Wars news. Um, We got tons of content coming this week we got obviously today's packed episode we got three real quicks dropping this week we got a draft of various film genres we're going to do a full oscars breakdown and excuse me a review of badland so make sure you are subscribed to us on youtube make sure you're following us on spotify and apple podcasts we're also we've been more active on tiktok and twitter and instagram so make sure you got us there to keep up with everything we do and letterboxd of course make sure you're following us on letterboxd keep up with everything we are watching gentlemen before we get into today's episode we got the oscars tonight we got the last of us tonight how's everyone feeling how was everyone's week seth how we doing yeah, pretty good. Um, I went to a f- uh, family friend's house last night, stayed over. I showed you guys. It was like a huge old Victorian house, um, really, really hundreds of years old. That was really nice. Played some games with the family, did stuff like that, then stayed up watching UFC, obviously. Um, very, very tired. Oscars tonight. So I'm going to be very, very tired tomorrow and then probably tired the next day. And it is what it is. It's just, It's just an ongoing cycle at this point. Are you going to um, stay up for the entirety of the Oscars? Uh, I'd like to say yes, but I'll see. I, I this is going to be my first Oscars. I've never seen it. I've never watched it before, so I don't know. I don't know the order. I'm assuming Best Picture and stuff is last, isn't it? Yeah, except for two, two years ago, which is crazy. Uh, uh. So yeah, I will. I, I might do. Yeah, I'll try. Um, I am looking forward to it. Like I said, it's been my first one, so. Obviously, I've been following a little bit more this year compared to previous years where I've not really cared. But I've had a pretty good week. It's been snowing so much here. We had, like, inches of snow, as in, like, not even drivable snow. Crazy amount for a few days. So I was going to go and see 65. Couldn't go and see that because of the snow because I couldn't get there. Uh, did go and see Scream. Watched. I watched, like, 13 films, I think, this week, which is pretty good for me. Um, and, yeah, pretty good week. Done some good stuff, and that's about it. Solid. Random question. How often do you guys use inches? I was expecting like centimeters (laughs) to be what you said. We use inches. No, no, we use inches. I can't keep up if you guys are metric or whatever. So you use like, is your car, is the cars like miles per hour then? Not kilometers per hour? Yeah, it's cool. Your car's a mile. Yeah, we, we everyone uses miles. Everything I've been told about other countries is a lie. You you guys, I've said like miles in the, in our group chat so many times. Yeah, like you know, you guys use cars. Like this no, guy's no, fucking with us. I think I think miles. America. It's just all America propaganda. Where like every other country is different, so you must stay here. <laughs> I feel like it's, they're. It, I feel like you're fucking with us. I feel like you're fucking with you. No, no, I, I swear. You know what I do, right, guys? If I'm joking with you, I'll do it for like 10 minutes and I'll laugh and then say... 10 minutes? We, we got eight more minutes. Yeah. No, but I've been saying this for months because we've had this conversation ages ago. Fair. We Everyone uses miles here. No one says kilometers per hour, honestly. <laughs> or if they do, right. not even near me anyway. Tyler, how is your week? Um, it's been good. Uh, so daylight savings just hit. I don't think there's a podcast on this planet that's more affected by daylight savings than us because we have... Cam and George, who have it as yeah. has normal, me who lives in a state that doesn't do it, and then Seth who has daylight savings in a couple weeks. 
So we have three, like of the four people, three of us are handling daylight savings differently right now as Seth's clock didn't change, my clock didn't change, but Seth's will be changing. I don't know. It's messing us all up and it's making scheduling confusing. So that's always fun. Um, that's why you guys should, I'm going to say this every episode, you guys should move to New York. Yeah. Ugh. Yuck. Yucky. Yeah. I'd say if I wanted to do something in New York, I'd move to London. I'm not doing it. I've heard stories. I'll move to New York, but actually just move to Montreal, Canada. Um, yeah, do that. But <laughs> no, it's, it's been a solid week. Like, uh, yeah. So, got my uh, yesterday. I was just like doing chores all day, so I'm like exhausted. Just picked up just like seventeen thousand steps yesterday on my watch. From Jesus. didn't work out at all. It was just literally just from weeding the yard, cleaning the garage, cleaning my office, just like being on my feet all day. So I'm just like tired, and I was up till pretty late last night, and. At least I didn't have my clock jump forward an hour, though, because Arizona doesn't change time. And it's, it's just weird. Just all daylight savings is weird because we're recording at yeah. 6 a.m. my time. And I just realized my clock like changed on my computer. So it says it's 7.23 here, even though it's 6.23. I'm all confused over here, but it's been a good <laughs> week. Saw a decent amount of movies. Got or not not quite yet, but I will be by the time the, the finale launches. I'm completely caught up on The Last of Us. Um, so going to be fully with everyone when that comes out except i'm going to be like two hours delayed because it's coming out right during the oscars which as i was very vocal about it, i think is very stupid um but yeah just just been a just been a fine week all right sweet i can't i can't wait for our 65 review you you've been having a little uh george quantumania <laughs> yeah. twitter arc recently he's not, he's yeah. not as bad it's fair not as Jeb, bad how's the week Man, the week's fine. The week's, this week's kind of just been black. You know, I I haven't. I, I don't really want to watch movies this week. I haven't really wanted to like post on TikTok. You ever get those weeks where it's just like, eh. And so it's been kind of a lazy week. I don't know. I watched all the screams and then didn't go see the new scream. So that's that feels pointless. Uh, I watched, crammed them all in, but you could have probably yeah, taken your time more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. I don't know. Purdue's going to win the Big Ten championship today, going to get that one seed, and then I'm just going to be happy. Go Boilers. That's all I got. I'm just, <laughs> just not, I don't know. Weird, weird week, down week. It's it has day. been a weird week because, like, I was, I was saying yeah. earlier, like, right before we started recording, like, this is like the least our group chat's been active this week. I feel like, I feel like it's been like slow message trickles each day. And I feel like we went like Thursday through to Friday, like, just with like radio silence. It's just, but I feel this, like we've all just been kind of doing our own thing this week. This is my off week. Film film Twitter, just I hate it so much. It's like my least favorite thing on earth. And so I just I, I can't do film this week. I think I think this week was basketball week for me and then next week we'll get back to movies, maybe. Wait, film Twitter was the reason you can watch like film Twitter got you down that bad? I just no, I think it's just the progressive film Twitter of the months on it now mm, needed before i started this, i do kind of know what you mean before i, I started this podcast all i got on twitter were memes and now i have people fighting about things that don't matter and and so i'm just like eh, you know i'm just eh. but it's all right just a down week we'll, we'll be okay life is good i don't know Shane can dunk by the way he can <laughs> can in fact dunk all right but well, we'll get to that <laughs> It's an interesting week for me as well. It was my last week of work. Uh, so just weird because I was like weirdly hectic, but not like work related, mostly just like training people up for my departure. And then had a good night Thursday, went out with some coworkers. Friday had my little double feature. Uh, first time I did a double feature by myself, interestingly enough. It's a good time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had a. I had, I had a Do you time. usually go with Victoria? I thought you go by yourself quite a lot. 
No, no, I, I, this was the first time I did a double feature. Just a double feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been by myself plenty, but uh, this mm-hmm. was the first time I did a double feature alone. Uh, so that was fun. And then yesterday I just chilled. Uh, yesterday I just relaxed, just needed to catch up on some sleep. But, anyways, let's get into our episode. Um, we, of course, none of the uptick in our content production before we get started would be possible without our patrons. Um, you guys, again, the support you show us is unreal, and you're the reason why you know we can drop an episode a week plus you know two to four or five real quicks. Um, you guys are the reason we keep grinding, so thank you to everyone. Um, but let's get right into it. We're I, doing I, our I'm, I'm yep. sorry, I'm stealing it. Uh, this episode drops on the 13th. Happy anniversary, Emma. Uh, we've been together five years. Shout wow. out her. Shout That's out huge. Happy yeah. anniversary, Cam and Sorry. Emma. <laughs> Just taking that real quick. That's fine. I'm happy you said that. I'm happy you brought it up. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into our Scream 6 review. That was the, the biggest release of the week. Um, it seems like there's a new thing good going around. And before we get to the review, I wanted to say this. Since when do people like rewatch a franchise before a film? I feel like no one ever used to do that. Like Creed, Scream, everyone rewatched every movie in that franchise. I think you're just more online now, man. Yeah. That's what I I was thinking. I I did it before like Endgame. Like I rewatched the entire MCU. I I don't do it every MCU movie, but like before Endgame. I don't do it unless I haven't watched them. Scream and Creed, I hadn't watched. Creed 2 and I, I'd only seen the first and second Scream. Yeah, so I like, need to like catch up a little bit. But I never I, used to do it before. No. I, w- I wasn't going to rewatch the entirety of Scream, but then I just kept seeing everyone on Twitter doing it. I'm like, all right, I, I guess I got to rewatch Scream now. When did you last watch it? In. A while. The first yeah. Scream, Thanks. probably like a year ago, two through four, a good while ago. Yeah. Five last year when it came out. Yeah, I hadn't seen Sounds any. I I'd only seen five, so I had to re. I, I had to watch them, not how come, rewatch them. Do you know when you watched five? How come you didn't watch? Think to watch one first. I it's watched a little I, bit of like a I, five. I watched a five reboot. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. five's I, a reboot. But I I always thought that like, or people recommended to me that you should always watch the original, so you're familiar with the concept, I guess, and, and a few of the characters as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I understood it enough. It's yeah. it's scream. It's right there. You know, it's not it's not too highbrow for it's me. A, yeah, uh, parody slasher horror comedy. <laughs> but yeah, it's I don't know. Right. I, I like to do them before the big releases. I don't know if I'll do it for like Mission Impossible or something. I don't know. Maybe I, I will. I still, you know? I, I have to do it for Mission Impossible because yeah. I've never seen a Mission Impossible movie except one and two. Yeah, yeah, I've only seen yeah, one. Silly goose. Uh, I gotta do it. All right, let's get into the review. Um, Scream Six seems to be getting uh, so, some favorable uh, reviews. It seems like a lot yeah. of people are being uh, over hyping it, as a lot of people on film Twitter said. So we'll start with Tyler, Tyler, because I yeah, we'll start with Tyler because I know Tyler enjoyed <laughs> it, but I know he's not like I think he has it. Tyler as, is like, actually a ghost face goon. <laughs> I like I really like Scream Six. I just thought some people were ranking it really, really high. Um so are we gonna should we go through like non spoilers first and Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I will yeah. say to start your I, I didn't watch it. You're free to spoil. Yeah. When, when we get into spoilers, yeah, Cam, you should like turn off your head. But I feel like movie like Scream, like it doesn't ruin it, but it's, like it kind of ruins. <laughs> I guess. It. Yeah, but I don't know. What I would say, what I would say to that is five minutes to the five minutes within the Scream film, he'll probably know who the killers are anyway. 
I yeah. think it was like crazy. I'll, I'll be honest. The first two, that's so whack. Just to just to <laughs> start general stream discussion real quick. The first two, I genuinely didn't see the killers coming. I think it's unfair in the first one that they kill the they kill one of the killers. So that's not fair. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I didn't see them coming. And then the third I, and fourth, I don't think I, I did in the first two. To be fair, the, fir- the third and fourth I kind of got it. The fifth, obviously, I didn't see coming because I, I think seen you'll get any the same. Right, we'll see. I've so, never. I, I God. All right, go Tyler. Maybe I'll mute I, like, you guys. I've always seen like because I, I haven't seen a single screen movie until just a couple of days ago. So I ran through the whole franchise and I read people's reviews and then like they'll say like oh this movie's one was really predictable or this one wasn't. For me, I never found them like crazy over the top predictable. Like to me, Glass Onion was easily more predictable than any scream movie I've seen by like many miles. Like Glass Onion, I knew immediately, and Screams like it took me a little longer. Um, but similar to that, I think what Cam said about Glass Onion when that came out is kind of similar about Scream. Like, it's never really been about who's the killer going to be. Like, that's definitely a layer to it, and you want it to be good. But at the same time, there's, like, a, whole, a ton of other elements to each Scream film that is kind of the reason you're going there for the slashes, the kills, the, the iconic moments, the final boss, the the final scenes. Um, but, yeah, for me, Scream 6, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, like, I... The franchise as a whole has blown me away. Like as a, how much I'm sure genuinely really loved every movie except Screen Three. But like every other movie, I just had a blast with, and that still was the case here. Like I gave it a three star. I just thought, I don't know. For me, like the plot armor is just getting to the point where it's like ridiculous. Like the fact of how many times they made jokes about it, and then like just still just kept kept it. And I'm just like ah, just just take a risk. Just do something. Like you have no balls. Just do something, and. uh yeah, and I feel like, like I kind of t- posted on Twitter, like, I feel like going to New York City just didn't really matter much. Like, I feel like the subway scenes, like, the only reason they needed to be in the city, because other than that, they were just, like, on a college campus that, like, easily could have looked like a college campus that's, like, in, like, a college town where there's not, like, a city, but it's just, like, you know, campus with apartments. Like, you didn't really ever see, like, a Times Square scene or anything like that, so it was just kind of, like... What's the point? Like, oh, I, I guess that. I get they're in college and they just chose NYC, but it's just like I feel like they marketed so much about like Ghostface takes Manhattan yeah. and New York City, just to like literally have like a subway scene, which like again like you know pretty much every major city will have a subway in it. Marketing was gas, though. To be fair, marketing yeah, like the gas. posters were insane, and all, all the trailers were were very good. Um, oh, uh, the one of the posters was in Times Square. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the, the it was like on the. Down. Yeah, I forgot about that. Damn, they should have got five square. Yeah, so like I thought all the acting was really good in this one. So for me, honestly, like Scream Five from last year, Melissa Barrera as like the lead. I didn't really love her performance. I thought like it left a lot to be desired. Um, but I will give her credit where credits due. I thought she improved this year. Like I thought she did a yeah, better so, job. So yeah. shout out her. Um, and then you know, they, they, like this isn't a, uh, this isn't a spoiler because we're not in the spoiler section yet. But like in twenty twenty two, they started with the whole she's having flashbacks of her father thing. I, I never really loved that like whole involvement and plot line because like not only was he like a, a ghost face killer, like he was like the worst one. Because in the original one, they like not only murdered, they did other things like that are you know near the same level as crime as murders. It's like that that extra element that they did in the first one's like her. Uh, uh, Sydney's mother 
It's like, I don't know. That's why it's like even weirder when they keep calling him back and he's kind of, he's not like sympathetic. They don't make him sympathetic or anything, which is kind of just like, ew, I don't really want to see you anymore, dude. Um, but yeah, so I'll leave it there for non-spoilers. I thought it was fun. I gave it a 6.2 out of 10 for three stars. Um, I thought the opening scene was quite lacking. And for me, it, like it, it's similar to like Creed training montages. Like I said with Creed 3, like it's not necessarily that it was bad. It's just the other series entries have had such banger ones that like in comparison, I didn't love it as much. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it there. It was definitely like the goriest in my opinion. I feel like they upped the ante on that aspect yeah. for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Seth? Yeah, I, I'm probably the highest. Uh, obviously, the camera's on scene, yeah, so we don't know. I, I don't love any Scream film, I don't think. I, I like all of them, apart from uh, three, which I still don't think is bad. I think it's just perfectly average. Uh, I, I, I'd only seen Scream 1 and 2, which I watched about a year ago. I don't know why I didn't continue it. And then <clears throat> the last few days, I obviously ticked off uh, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Um, I think 6 for me is my second favorite so far. Um, whereas I, so I give it a four out of five and I, I did give the first scream a four out of five. Um, I do think the first scream is superior in, in, in many ways. I think a lot of the time I get this question is like, how can you put things at the same ranking? It's like, it's out of a, a five star rating just because the film is the same rating. doesn't mean I compare it to that film identically. I, I still think the first scream is superior in my eyes. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, I do think it, it falls into the tropes of, uh, into the tropes that we've, we've seen many times before, but I think. I did say in my review that it, it also progresses it by furthering the brutality, which I enjoyed. I, I do think it was the goriest and most brutal. And I did really like some of the sequences as well. I, I think the subway sequence was really good. I think the shop sequence was really good as well. Uh, they were probably some of my favorite sequences in, in the last few films, I'm going to say. Um, some of the jokes, you know, it is whatever. And it, this meta-analysis you can kind of like or not. Um, I actually really liked the opening scene. I don't think it was the strongest in all screen films, but I, I think it was the best in in, in, in a couple of them. Um, yeah, probably the best for me in a, in, a, in a few of them for now. And I just think it, it furthered it by increasing the set pieces and making it better. Um, I do, yeah, I do think it was predictable myself. I did see it coming like pretty straight away, to be honest. Which, in fairness to the film, it didn't really dampen my viewing experience because I think Scream. It's just one of those things where it's like a lot of people will say about Marvel, what I said about Creed as well, where there is obvious issues, there is obvious flaws, but I can kind of just sit back and relax and have a good time with it because it's stupid in a way that it presents violence and it presents, you know, uh, nostalgia towards horror films that I know and love. And, you know, you get these references and you, you get excited about them because it's like, you know, this this is my favorite horror film, but it's a favorite horror film, whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, I rated a four out of five. Obviously, we'll go into spoilers a little bit more because Scream's one of those films where you kind of have to go into that a little bit more. But um, yeah, I I really liked it. I didn't love it. I it's my second favorite in the uh, in the franchise. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm on board with that. I I didn't love it, but I did really like it. Maybe I'm stupid, but I I truly did not see like that reveal coming. I think that what the Scream movies do a good job at is like genuinely masking who Ghostface is. It could have been the therapist. It could have been uh, Melissa Barbaros or whatever her name is. It could have been her boyfriend. It could have been the roommates at any point. Um, it could have been the fucking siblings for all I care. I think they do such a good job at masking who the killer is. Um, and I, I truly did not see it coming. Um, it was a nice little twist, especially given what happened to two of the characters in the movie. Um so it was a nice little twist. I enjoyed this movie. Um, I really like what they're doing with this uh, soft reboot. Um, I mentioned in my TikTok review, 
Scream 6 to Scream 5 feels like glass onion to Knives Out, where it just feels bigger, feels bolder. The gores, like Tyler said, are, are more brutal. They're more creative. They're gorier. Um, but again, bigger isn't always better. I still like Scream 5 better, but I do think Scream 6 is top three of the, of the franchise. Um, oh, do you have top three? Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I go the original Scream, then Scream 5, then Scream five, 6. Yeah, right. I, I really, I really love these two, uh, the, these two soft reboot films. Um, I also think it's hilarious that people rip on the MCU for being formulaic, but all of film Twitter is gassing up the Scream movies for just loving them, even though they are the six most formulaic films you could ever watch. Pretty much. Um, I thought that was funny, um, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I love our cast of characters. I love our new final girl. I think it's hilarious. Um, you know what they're doing with these characters. I I like that they're just they just keep playing into the tropes of like a sequel or a requel or a soft reboot, and they even acknowledge it in the movie. And for some reason, those are jokes that for me are just not getting old. I don't know why they literally yeah. made they had the exact same conversation in Scream Five about like who the killer is in a requel and a sequel and who you should be on the lookout for, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I think that's hilarious. You I like people, don't you? you they, they know how to use references to a way. Yeah, I just like how self-aware these movies are. Like the yeah. people writing Scream are like, all right, these people are just coming to watch a fun slasher movie. Like we don't need to like, like, you know, Tyler said, we like, he wants them to take risks. I don't think they want to take risks. I think they like this little formula that they got going with these Scream movies. Just sit people down in theater Give them two hours of a fun slasher, and that's it. They don't need to take risks, and I, I, I kind of enjoy that. I like that they play into all these tropes. Uh, but yeah, I went, I went with a three and a half out of five here. I think it's just slightly below Scream Five, and just you know, a hair ahead of uh, of two and four, and then three is the one outlier in an otherwise, you know, really I was going to say the franchise. Before we get into spoilers, do you want to just run through our our, rate, our rankings for Scream? So you yeah, were. Yeah. I go one, five, six, four, two, three. Okay, I go uh, one, six, four, five, two, three. Tyler, I am one, four, two, five, six, three. All right. Well, at least we all agree on two things: one is first, three is last. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, all right, we can. Cab, I want to make sure you're you muted us because we're going to go into spoilers for like ten minutes. I think we're good. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no response. All right. So we'll go with the spoilers. Um, so in, in the movie, we are uh, introduced to to a cop. Um, his daughter ends up being murdered at the hands of Ghostface. Uh, this is where maybe I'm stupid. And I know it's happened before in Scream films where people have died and then, you know, ooh, they're still alive and they're Ghostface. If you kill someone in a Scream movie... I rule them off my target list. Like you're gone. Like you're not Ghostface, and I know that's a flaw of mine. But it turns out that the two Ghostfaces in this film are the brother and sister of uh, Richie. Who you was predicted the, the the brother the curly head guy? Didn't no, you? not at all. Really? They I they were I, referencing that so much though. Bro, I like, swear. I know that. Boy, that's, that's why, why that, that is like a double bluff for you. Bro, that's like that, a double bluff. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, that makes sense. They bamboozled me. They they referenced <laughs> that like he's just like the new nerdy quiet friend yeah, so yeah. many times. It's almost like they can't put it in our face and then do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, okay, they can't just keep shoving this down my throat and then actually making it happen. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know. I think I honestly think that made the reveal good because I was like, oh wow. Yeah, I kind of get that to be fair. That's literally yeah. exactly what they did. Um yeah. they literally showed you and then you're like, Yeah, oh, exactly. It's quite impressive, <laughs> it's audacious. Yeah, and then I I just again like you ghost face kills the daughter of the cop who turns out to be another ghost face, and then the cop comes out of that building and is obviously like hysterically crying, and he's like, you know, you fuck with my family, I fuck with you or something. And I'm like, all right, he's not Ghostface. Like, they come on. Like, his daughter just died. He's got a clear vendetta against this motherfucker. He's out here helping them left and right. I don't know. I, I think they masked it really well. Um, Seth, I know you said you predicted it, um, and it didn't view uh, hinder your viewing experience. Um, really? I, uh, how, how did how how did you predict that? I don't know. Like, there was a weird thing when it was just like. You know when 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 they're in the the apartment or whatever, and then she just comes out and says these random lines. I just had a feeling it was like the innocent neighbor, to be honest, the innocent kind of flatmate. And then I I actually thought I was like, with the I can never remember his name. What's his name? The the curly haired guy, Avatar guy. What's his name in the film? Okay, do I don't know. You know what I mean, anyway. Yeah, whatever. yeah, I know. Ghostface. The, uh, yeah, the flatmate, Ghostface. Yeah, we'll say that. Curly haired Ghostface. Um. And I, I honestly thought at one point, I was like, okay, so he's the killer. And then I was like, well, no, because they're showing our face too much. And I, then I was like, no, they're going to double bluff here. And they're going to just, act, they're going to act like he's the killer. And then he's going to be the killer. So I, maybe I just thought too much of it. But I, I 100% predicted that they were going to be our first because they just, they were the the flatmates that were conveniently with them, um, you know, conveniently placed with them, you know, answered their ad, whatever, tried to find it out. And then, she just kept coming in saying random lines i will say that when when she died i was like okay maybe maybe not and then he started saying the 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 dad started saying some stuff down the line i can't remember exactly what he said and then i just kind of put two and two together i wasn't sure the whole time if if he was in it um the uh the dad because yeah, uh, i couldn't really tell from his reaction but i did think it was just too convenient for them to be placed with them in the in the apartments for them not to be involved somehow. That was kind that's, of what gave it away for me. That's exactly why I didn't think it was them because like it was just, it was too obvious. Like they'll, was, they'll okay. start triple bluffing you next time. Like, I, they're, bro, they're just going like, to do it again differently. Like, that's the it's thing. So it's like they're it's they're the new roommates. They're the new characters. Like this is mm -hmm. just too Dude. obvious. Well, it's, of yeah, a pick. That, it's a trope, isn't it? And like they so so many times they were like you're top of my list suspect curly head guys. So yeah, like, and it was exactly. a double bluff. They executed the double yeah. bluff well. Um, I respect. Like, it. I, respect I, I, I I definitely didn't predict it at all. So I'm not gonna like sit here and act like oh I knew who it was. So just before I even say this, like I did not know it at all. But I did feel I like had the feeling it was something to do with Richie's family because you know how they did like the whole and this movie was all about going back in history through the screams. They had like the scream five masks, four, three, two, one. And they were kind of bringing back all the histories. So I thought at first that's what they were doing with when she got a call from Richie. So it's like, oh, then the next phone call is going to be from someone, you know, from scream four and then keep going back. But the fact that it kept coming from Richie, I was like. I feel like they must like. It, I don't think it's like a cloned phone situation. I feel like they have the phone, so I didn't know like it was like the family, but I figured it was like someone close to Richie because I don't. I pretty quickly was like, this isn't gonna be a cloned phone. Like I think they just like have his phone. Um, so yeah, that's like because it was interesting because they just kept going back in history through all the screen movies, but they just kept staying constant with all the calls would come from Richie's phone. Um, but yeah, I definitely didn't predict it. It was a good double bluff. I thought. Uh, that, I mean. 
I think towards the end it got predictable that the dad was in on it because like when they were in the park and then they decided to go, he seemed a little sketchy. Like when they were trying, when they were starting to catch on, he started to kind of like be like, "Oh, I don't know about that guy. Let's not go do this." Um, and then like it's just another trope that like, and when like with Scream, when it hits on tropes, like that's not a bad thing. Like that's what it does. It like tackles tropes and talks about them. And like another trope with like the sisters that they didn't really show her body just completely dead and gored up. And that's kind of like rule number one for any horror movies. Like if you don't see the body dead, you should always be like weary that they're going to come back. So that's like the oldest trick in the book for a horror film. And uh scream pulled it off pretty well. I thought it did. I you guys believe it when, you know, at the end when they're in the kind of layer, whatever the, the layer with all the scream memorabilia and whatever, or stop. Did you believe it when uh, Kirby shut the gate and then she gave that look because he just told them that it was Kirby? Did you believe it or she gave me I... bad vibes? I genuinely thought she might really? have something to do yeah. with it. Yeah, interesting. She she gave me sus vibes, and then also like I was fully on the dad's side for a while, especially after his daughter was like murdered. So yeah. once he like told the the news that like she was mentally deranged. She hasn't been on the force for two months. I was like, ah, shit, she's fucking, she's one of the ghost faced. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, it's that it's just because they played it off so well that like, I truly did not think it was the cop like of everyone on screen. He was like my least predicted guy. There was there was points when I thought it might be the um, uh, what's the main card's called uh, Sam's Sam uh, Carpenter, yeah. Sam's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, there were, that, there were, there were points thought, when yeah, thought it was him the whole time. He was but, never there, was he? When it when it happened, that would have also been a double bluff. Like exactly. they were setting up two double bluffs. Like him being the killer yeah, would have also would. been the same. We'd be Seth would probably be saying the same things. Like it, it was yeah, just right. so obvious. It was it was, it was him, them you know? too. Yeah. So like they definitely set up two obvious. double bluffs. It could have been. So I I, yeah. I don't know. I think I thought they crafted this pretty well. That's why I respect the writing because like, oh, come on, you mysterious neighbor who happens to never be around when the murders are going on. Blah 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 good-looking guy able yeah. to handle Jacked. anyone but he's also like really like deep toned and yeah, yeah, yeah like really serious like come on like that's a killer in my book but yeah i think this movie does a really good job like i said of just masking who the killer is i truly did not see it coming um once the cop shot uh hayden panettiere's character i was like oh shit um but yeah anything else we want to say about scream there's not much to it it's a it's a sixth movie in the screen franchise so you kind of know what you're going into you're gonna have fun you're gonna watch a nice little uh slasher with a lot of gore and hopefully the writing does well enough where you don't predict who the killer is so anything else on screen no i enjoyed it really yeah, it a couple quick like things so like i don't know i get it so it's like a they also did a whole double bluff with the requel characters and they're kind of like oh like you know anything's fair game these people can die and then they just don't kill anyone so that's like another double bluff but I don't know, like, I feel like it just would have worked to just kill someone off, mainly because they're just not adding much at this point. Like, they're such, like, they've been involved, like, uh, Courtney Cox has been a decently integral part for every Scream. Yeah. And she's just so not needed in this movie that it would have been so easy to just give people a good shock and just kill off someone, because she'll probably be even more shoehorned in in Scream 7. And then, it's also the fucking yeah. siblings, man just die already Dude. i swear to god that kid got stabbed 44 times in the chest yeah. is that I just gonna be a thing that. now like funny though, i think that's i it feel like it's gonna be a thing now like scream seven he's gonna be stabbed like 80 times yeah. and survive. Do, do we do we think times. that this will be the last scream scream seven or do you think it'll be a continued basis no, i think i think as long as because like i said the, the scream franchise is 
a very above average franchise. I think the first one is incredible. I think uh, two, four, five, and six are very above average films. I don't think they're producing anything all time. Uh, and you may disagree with me there, but I think as long as they keep banging out these like fun slasher films, Scream has a big enough cult following where it's, they're going to make hundred million dollars yeah. plus every single time they release everyone it. everyone knows like it's not like halloween where they have been crazy consistent like you say yeah mm-hmm. that's only one movies. film for most people is like a little you empty, know yeah. bad yeah. or average and then the rest of them are like okay to really really good so I, it's like people are gonna watch them aren't they outside of like sam raimi's evil dead trilogy i don't i don't know if there's another more consistent horror, horror franchise out there like yeah you can't I, I can't that about one you make maybe aliens depending on how poorly you hold aliens three uh uh alien covenant Covenant i haven't seen this i think covenant prometheus are fine movies is great yeah but i I, in terms of horror franchise consistency i don't think it gets better than scream yeah sam raimi's you can argue all the horror franchises highs are higher but then their lows are probably lower that's the thing yeah Scream Six like is doing very well at the box office and doing very well with rev- reviews, so it's hitting both the money and the ratings yeah. market. So it'll keep going. But I think yeah. for Scream Seven, I think it's clear they're trying to, like, I think they're really going to try to push something with Sam Carpenter. I uh, hope like being, they do, man. I think it would be pretty I sick. Hope. And I feel like I like George said, like this is making so much money and doing so well that I think they'll continue it forever. But I feel like if they wanted a natural way to end it, since like her dad was Scream was a. Uh, you know, Stu Mocker, or was he, he was the other one. I don't know. He was one of the first uh, guys. Billy Loomis. Yeah. Billy, Billy Loomis. Loomis. Um, yeah. so like the fact that he was the original, like bookending it with her, I feel like it'd be like a very good way to like end yeah. it all. And like, even, like having her like kill Sydney and scream seven, I feel like could have, oh. would be like a great way to bookend everything. Um, because Sydney, like, uh, Sydney in this movie is the same thing as, you know, Rocky and Creed three, where there was a disagreement with the producers. Like that's, and like the producer even said for the screams case, at least they're like, yeah, we had like major rewrites to the script because like of yeah. her non-involvement. So like she was absolutely going to be part of it. I did miss the hello Sydney on the phone. Like I just, but for me, like I think Creed three wasn't necessarily worse, but it's like, I feel like it made more sense for Rocky to be in that. Whereas this is like, yeah, Sydney should just get the fuck away. Like when yeah. they're like, yeah, she's just gone doing her own thing. I'm like, respect. I would do. <laughs> I, I missed her solely yeah. because I, I very much yeah. fancy her. Yeah, she she is. I think, I think she's great. You know, her and Laurie Strode and Ellen Ripley—they're they're the scream queens. Um, all right, so I I go a three and a half out of five here. Tyler goes a three out of five. Seth yeah. went a four out of five. Oh. A four to five. Mr. Cam Walsh uh, has not watched it yet, but let's let's move on. Um, we're gonna do our sixty-five review. Uh, again, I'm I, I, to, and to quote to quote Cam with Quantum Mania. Me and Tyler are not about to argue whether this movie is good or bad. We're about to argue whether this movie is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> horrendous or just okay. Um, Tyler, let's start with you because you tweeted uh, that this is a point two out of ten for so low. <laughs> yeah. So, well, first off, I'll say like we can talk spoilers because there's really not. I don't think there's anything to genuinely spoil here. Like, yeah, there's not a single plot point that would like ruin anyone's experience that's not just not like me saying like it's a shit movie doesn't matter if you spoil like <laughs> even if i loved it like there's just nothing to spoil here so i think for me like in all seriousness i think i just have a really low tolerance for bad sci-fi like we saw it last year at moonfall like i just hated the shit out of that movie when most people were like pretty in a similar boat like it's a really bad movie maybe even lower on 65 what what 
Y'all done with Scream? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing 65 now. We're doing 65 Well, I see now. that now. We're doing 65. <laughs> okay. you, you didn't watch, did I, you watch I, 65? No, but I have Scream thoughts, just general. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, give us Scream <laughs> thoughts quick. <laughs> I muted myself. Why, I told you you say to Why would you have thoughts up. on a movie you didn't see? <laughs> okay, Not well, I'll, I'll pause my 65 rant. Go for your Scream Did y'all talk Scream in general? I thought we were going to do that in the... We talked everything. Well, we kind of talked about where we think it would go in Scream 7, but that kind of spoilers. Tyler, keep going. So I just have like a low tolerance for bad sci-fi just because like I hated Moonfall so much when I feel like a lot of people landed on like that's like a like sucked, but it's not like terrible for me. Like, so I saw this with my girlfriend because she's a huge dinosaur fan and even she like hated this, but she's like, I'm giving it like a three out of ten because I just like if dinosaurs are on the screen, I'm going to love it. That was me with Dominion. This is a movie that I don't know from the the opening scene, and I feel like anyone who like even moderately likes it and says it's average will like agree with this. The opening scene is rough, like the family on the beach. I thought that was really cringy and bad. Like I've never seen a family with such little emotional connection, which really kind of ties the whole rest of the film together because like it's like his whole motivation. And he's like, his like he loses his daughter and shit. Like it's very predictable. Like in terms of like what the story arc is, it's just, it's literally the Last of Us. Like same thing. Um, but so his daughter, every time she was on the screen for a callback or a flashback, I just wanted to claw my eyes out. She was just a horrendous actress who just needs to not not ever be in a movie again. And like the whole how list, old is she? She's like probably like, yeah. Oh my god, that was a little rude. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. She's probably like eighteen, but she like looks like fourteen, you know, in the movies. Oh okay, but that's fine. um, yeah, we'll like, find we'll find real age. The the whole whistling <laughs> thing was just so. So corny, and then they Come just kept on. calling she's, it back. She's 15 years old. You're yeah. horrible. That's uh, rude. Whatever. This is but, Tyler's quantum mania arc. I don't care what anyone has to say about it. I don't know. It's just like, if you like this film, fine. But there's paper-thin characters with zero character development. There's an unbelievable, unemotional connection. The premise is like interesting, but also incredibly stupid because there's no time travel in this movie. They're just aliens that live during the dinosaur extinction. Not a single time travel instance. Cam, what's your question? Are there two little girls or one? Yes, it's a, it's the last of us. Her his daughter dies, so then he gets a new girl to go on a mission. Like that's okay, like his new so, found so daughter. Which one's which one's the bad act? Is Naveen or Koa the one? Koa's Koa's fine, but she doesn't speak He's English. So it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're talking about Naveen. Yeah. Okay, she's 14, so. <laughs> Wait, Koa's older than Naveen? Yeah, Koa's older than Naveen. So that's you made like, it that, worse. That's surprising, <laughs> honestly, but um, Koa looks a lot younger in my book, but so yeah, I don't know. They he crash lands on this site on this planet where everyone else dies, but somehow all he has is like a small metal shard in his thigh after crash landing that kills everyone else except him and Koa. So he and everything on it, like he keeps talking about like how everything's broken on his ship when really like everything worked fine. Like he had all his scanners, he had all his weapons, but somehow the one thing that breaks is the translator. So Koa speaks a different language. They can't communicate the entire movie. So he's like trying to teach her things by drawing hieroglyphs to like explain stuff to her, which George, the one thing that like I laughed at was when they drew, like he drew the mountain and he's like saying, we're going to fly off. Why was he drawing such squiggly line? Like that's so confusing. Like if you're trying to rocket take off, I would just be like, cause I was like, bro, you're going to confuse. She's like a 
eight-year-old girl like why are you saying like we're gonna take off of this mountain and i'm like bro like that's so confusing you are Um, are nitpicking right now i mean no so they're paper thin characters there's no denying that like there's no there's nothing here to to pick about for plot like it's literally the last of us like the the plot line um the dinosaurs are these big bad characters that get killed by a stab in the eye like a big t-rex like she stabs it in the eye i would say most large creatures normally the stab in the eye is what gets them i feel like that that's a pretty common trope i think i would die if i if i took one to the eye yeah so yeah but you're not a t-rex i don't know that's kind so of the, this movie basically has like 25 jump scares and after the first one got me and then from there on i was like oh this is just like really stupid they're just gonna do like is a it, whole like try is it horror oh yeah. it, it's it's more scary than scream for sure i no, i didn't know it was in the genre as horror like horror sci-fi. you think this was more scary than scream really? there's like 20 jump scares in this the scream movies yeah, are I mean, scary you also uh, no offense you have like a low tolerance for horror yeah, yeah. but i don't like, know I I don't know. None of the, I, th- I, think- I didn't find this scary, but it tried to be a yeah. horror more, I feel like, because there were yeah, so many I jump get, screams. Like, all right, I get that. I get that. Or jump scares, but I don't know. I just hated this. I didn't think Adam Driver's anything special in this. I just thought there was a lot of stupid things that happened. The end was very anticlimactic. If you're going to make the, like, I feel like making her not speak English was such a stupid character decision, like just such a bad, bad decision to have her be someone who just speaks a totally different language. Cause is it like alien or is it like she speaks like Spanish or something? No, alien, some other okay. random shit. But he's so he's an alien that lived on a different planet during the time the dinosaurs came. But he's a white dude that speaks English, that's completely normal looking. So yeah, that, that's what I thought. Weird. Everyone thought this was a time travel movie. No, it's not. He's an alien. So just and, and like so, someone. So, what? Sorry. Is Koa then, is she from Earth or is she a different alien that only no, speaks? No, none of them alien? are from Earth. There's prehistoric time. There's no humans there. Well, I mean, you know, could have been like a caveman alien situation. No, she was on the ship as well. And basically his daughter has cancer so in, or something. And in order to like provide for her medical treatment, he has to go on this. It's literally the Mandalorian. In this that is movie. Too. Like, this yeah. movie sounds awesome. <laughs> this movie sounds awesome. I want to see it. No, I mean, scary. yeah, like, you liked Quantumania. So I think you'd like this just because I feel like it's Probably. similar vibes. Like there's not like okay. the whole I, arc. Also, is... time out. I did not like Quantumania, but I had to. I had to defend that. <laughs> I she was trash. I, I cannot be on the side of enjoying Quantumania. Or <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I enjoyed know. it. But it's I'll shit. wrap up my rant there. But I just thought the I thought the the score was completely generic. All the acting before even Adam Driver I didn't care for. And I thought the CGI was pretty rough. Like Star Wars in the seventies looked better in their space flying scenes than this did. Oh time, time out. And, and this right. budget was the same as the Martian, so that's just budget. just despicable. What cam? Can I can I roast Tyler with fact and logic? Sure. <laughs> Tyler says Tyler says Naveen, played by Chloe Coleman, is so bad she should never be in movies again. Chloe Coleman plays Loak from Avatar Two: The Way of Water. Tyler has canceled the Avatar <laughs> franchise forever. Congrats, Tyler. That's unfortunate, but. This movie was written by Scott and Beck, who wrote The Quiet Place Part 1 and 2, except for the fact that John Krasinski rewrote the entire script after they delivered it to him, so they actually didn't write anything of note. Um, Yeah. We'll leave it there. Sam Raimi produced this. That's that's (laughs) just a a disgrace. Tyler ruins James Cameron's career. All right. Let me me do my little review rant. Like like I said, (laughs) I I am not sitting here arguing this is a good movie. This is not me and Tyler arguing whether it's a good movie or a bad movie. It's arguing whether it's horrendous or like just okay 
this is one of those movies and i'll start here this movie would have absolutely benefited from being like two hours long as opposed to the hour and 20 minutes that it was because i do agree with tyler everything with like adam driver's family and the backstory in that family just didn't land for me it did come off super corny and there were moments in this movie that should have made me cry or at least feel something emotionally but they just didn't because of how poorly the backstory of adam driver's family was built up so i do i do agree with tyler there everything on the beach absolute ass that could have been removed from my life that would have made the movie better i'm, I'm with you on that tyler don't you worry i i don't know what it is with adam driver but everything he's in, he gives a really solid performance. And I think he carried this movie on his back because I genuinely enjoyed him in this movie. I was very nervous going into this movie. And like Tyler said, this is The Last of Us, basically. So I was kind of nervous going into this movie, expecting Adam Driver to like play this like protector-type character, this mentor-type character who literally just has to protect this young girl in a in a wilderness of uh of dinosaurs but he pulled it off i mean he was like he was tough he was gritty he was very believable that like this was a character he should be playing um and then i think his relationship with koa the the young girl absolutely worked i know tyler you said it like it, they it, like just make her speak english i kind of like that she didn't speak english i think it just made for a very like emotional bond between the two of them because they have to like rely on each other without actually talking to each other and it just made for this bond to just be a little stronger yes cam i see your hand up yeah so sorry i'm i just i'm enjoying this just listening to this movie because <laughs> it sounds it sounds horrible to not very good range you know obviously um so i just have a lot of questions koa does not speak english adam driver speaks english but they're together on this ship why yes. don't they speak the same language never we, we don't know right. i i, well, I said in my so i said in my the first sentence of my letterbox review is this film logically makes zero sense that's but so i don't fun. care like i don't know what it is about this film it, i i swear to god it's it's an hour again i'm not saying this is a good movie it's not but like it's an hour and 25 minutes it's just a it's an I had I had a good time with this movie. There was no part of this movie where I was like, wow, this shit like really, really sucks. There was parts of this movie, like I said, with his family and the backstory. The meteor shower was kind of ass. And I was like, okay, this we could move on here. But I don't know. This movie just made zero sense. Why did he end up on Earth? How did he end up on Earth? Why do they speak English? Where the fuck are they from? Blah, blah, blah. I wish they dove into when his ship crashes it is basically implied that like he's been away from his family for like at least a year or so maybe even longer didn't feel like that it felt like that was the first day he was flying off his planet so i really do wish that they like made it feel like he was gone longer again because there were some moments of emotion that should have hit way harder than they did but they just didn't do a good enough job building it up but and i'll wrap up my review here by saying this once again i think adam driver was great in this lead role I think some of the action was very enjoyable and tolerable. I will agree with Tyler. There were a few too many jump scares. Again, I think Tyler just hated those more than I do. No, I'm not scared by them. They're just, I, I think they're really yeah, cheap. I, no, no, I think the they're movies. cheap. I completely yeah. agree. I Again, I gave it a two and a half out of five. I'm not saying this movie yeah. is great. <laughs> uh, but again, the one thing in this movie that is really holding it up for me is that central relationship between Adam Driver's character and the young girl koa because i really did enjoy watching these two together that little girl was adorable and it was just awesome to like like tyler said again just watch the last of us just in a different setting uh, so yeah I, I went with a two two and a half 
out of five. Uh, Tyler went with a five out of five. Uh, <laughs> I so want to pull on one thread you were talking about, though, because like this movie should have been longer, and everyone saw like it's 90 minutes, and I first said, like, I'm worried about that, and I was like, oh, it'll just be like 90 minutes of nonstop dino action, which, yeah. let me be clear, that's not this. It's a lot of traveling. Dinosaurs are hidden for most of the movie, and then they kind of jump out at different times. Like a but cocaine the fun- bear effect. Exactly. It's very yeah. much like that. I mean, there's a couple di- like small dinosaurs that are kind of just like on the set, just running around like little harmless. Like they're not yeah. really involved. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not a dino action shoot 'em up movie. It's very much more like a Last of Us story about relationships. So that's why if you're making that kind of movie, got, gonna have to be longer to establish that emotional connection for me more. Whereas if this was a dino shoot 'em up movie, 90 minutes would have been great. But that's it, also yeah, the thing. Cocaine Bear was a great, great comparison. A lot of people are, are, I think, are, and I was a little upset about it too. This movie was advertised as a dinosaur shootout movie, and there was a, I don't want to say severe, but there was a pretty large lack of action here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this movie focused a little too much on the central relationship, which I did enjoy, but again, this movie should have been and easily could have been like two hours. Like, flesh out a few more plot points, give me a little bit more action, and, and maybe you get a three or three and a half out of five for me. But an hour and whatever it was, 25, 26, 27 minutes. I don't know what to tell you. I enjoyed yeah, my time. With it. The, the, I had a good time with it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, there was a couple, like, it got a couple laughs out of me. Can't lie. Like the whole final, like using the projection, of, like the hologram of his daughter to, sp- to make the dinosaur confused and start trying to eat that when it's just yeah. a hologram to save them. I was like, kind of laughing. I was like, this is fucking hilariously bad right now. But, and I think the main thing is just like, and I mean, I was probably overly harsh on the actress earlier, but whether her acting was good or not, I just mean the the family relationship in general. Like even his wife, like that was like the least. Like I feel like did they even yeah. give a shit about each other? Like actually, no. like not even just like well, not like like I feel like they genuinely just had zero connection. Yeah, that the whole family relationship was really interesting because there were there were so many moments where like. Adam Driver was like reminiscing about his daughter or his wife, or you're watching like these hologram projections of, of his daughter. And it's just like, you're doing all of this to like shove his family down our throat. But like, you did not do a good enough job at like building up this relationship to one, even make it believable. And two, make me like emotionally invested in what's going on with that family. That, that is what holds this movie back like crazy for me. Yeah. Like, I think like- if, if yeah, if, go sorry, ahead. one more thing. It's just, if this movie worked at all on a, an emotional level, which I think it does a little bit between Adam Driver and Koa, but if it worked even more with his family, I, I think this would have been rated even higher for me. Yeah, I would have loved if they would have just like, because it's just like such a stupid thing of why he had to go on the ship in the first place. Like we can't afford, like he's like not a pilot anymore. It's like we can't afford medical care. So you have to go on this like two year long track when your like, daughter's literally has like, life ending disease so but like so like for me i would have loved if instead that like wasn't even a plot line and the whole like you know last of us storyline just came in from just like a quick like just one quick sentence like man my daughter died like five years ago or something so that's why he has this like daughter because i do think the color relationship worked but the fact that it played so much off of like his daughter and like you always kept seeing the flashbacks of his daughter i thought that the whole his family stuff was rough so i really wish it would have just been like he doesn't have a family anymore. They died a couple of years ago, but he's so he hasn't really had a daughter in a while. So he finds Koa and he's like, oh, I got to be like a father figure just because I think the family dynamics is really rough. And I don't know the the ending I thought was so anticlimactic. <laughs> it's just like exactly what you'd expect to happen, which is why I'm really interested to know what the other ending was because everyone knows like a couple weeks ago they were literally had 
AB oh, testing right. of like different endings. So it's like literally like the meteor shower comes like and destroys Earth and they just fly off fine. I was like, yeah, that ended. Yeah, it ends with the extinction of the right. dinosaurs. That's yeah. awesome. Hold That's on, so Seth, Seth and Ken, if you don't mind me spoiling one part, yeah, even, though we, even though we already spoiled the ending. I don't give a shit. Tyler, the scene where they like make it to the top of the mountain and they finally get to the ship, they're in the ship and they're about to take off. They that ship gets pelted with <laughs> meteors. Like that ship is in ten pieces. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, they just get it in and fly away like it's nothing. <laughs> like that ship got demolished. And they just That's pop awesome. in and they're like, let's go. We're gone. Like at one point, that big T-Rex thing, like bit the shit like bit into it oh yeah and then they were just like, and they fell it, down just... an entire cliff and just like, yeah <laughs> they survived i uh i want to say just on i think i think this is a movie adam driver deserves i think adam driver gives damn good performances in in most things and i'm sure he's fine in this no he gave know. a good I, oh yeah that's fine i will not tolerate the adam driver slander I, here that, i think he that's okay i just I, I feel like Adam Driver's a good actor. He wanted a little bit of a bag, and I, I was I couldn't find how much he was paid for this. I hope he got I, one. I don't know if he got I'm a sure huge he, one. I'm sure, sure he, got he got a good amount of money, but um, he start they started filming on December seventh, twenty twenty, and was done filming by J or by February twenty first, twenty twenty one. So this was a two and a half month filming, yeah. and I'm he, sure he wasn't on set every day. He was like, Good for him. Yeah. yeah, he was like, and, okay, just give me a bag. And if I'm not, being honest, this is going to be a guilty pleasure movie of mine going forward. Fair. Yeah, and I'm sure people like will say like <laughs> Star Wars is where he gets his bag, but I don't think I don't think people go onto a Star Wars set and are like, you know, I'm just here to collect a paycheck. You know, some might, but I don't think when he was cast in that role, he was. So I'm saying good for Adam Driver. Get get your bag, do a two-month filming process, and and get out. So I'm sure this yeah. doesn't affect him at all how this thing performs. No, good now. for him. Get that bag. George, one other thing is, like, the technology in this world was super funny to me because they had, like, some pretty cool tech that was, like, super advanced. But then he also had a rope on him at all times. So I was like, what? This is, like, you have the most, like, the most basic it's tool, awesome. but then you also have, like, a Great. scanner that will literally show, like, where you're, where anything yeah, is at any given everything time. Is. And like that so, thing he, and the thing that I kept getting confused with is he kept saying like, "Man, everything's broken or shit." But I feel like everything they needed was fine. Like the water, he used thing everything, that, yeah, yeah, the getting clean water, locating <laughs> things, like literally everything was fine that he needed. The weapons, except the translator. It's like the one thing that breaks is like yeah. translating what you're saying. The one thing he genuinely needs, everything else, perfectly fine. <laughs> Yeah, and then Bro uh, dislocates right. his shoulder and just gives her a piggyback fine right after it. Disgusting. <laughs> also, that was, that was so sick though when he popped it back into place and just immediately got up. Like, come yeah, on, that, that was, was that was that was heat. I was like, that's yeah. so electric. Uh, all right, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, I did give it a two and a half out of five. I think this is just a super painfully average film. <laughs> Tyler uh, didn't even give it a two and a half out of a hundred. No, <laughs> right. Right? What? What's a two yeah. out of hundred? Well, you gave it a point two it out of ten. Oh, sorry, sorry, oh. a point. That would be a two point a two point five. No, a point two five. Yeah, yeah I was like, I don't go two decimal places. Sorry, Cameron. sorry, but a no, point two five out of and, 10. and like I said, I do think people can get enjoyment out of this, but it's the same thing in Moonfall for me. Like I feel like this is very Moonfall of me to rate it this yeah. low. Where it's like a lot of people will give it like a two star, which is fine, and I think a lot of people can get two star enjoyment. For me, it just seems like, I guess, bad sci-fi for me. Just like I have an extra distaste for. I don't know. Which Tyler, I do think people yeah. can fi be fine with that. Tyler, we got to mention, After Earth is bad sci-fi. Yeah. After, the yeah, same you, thing. You oh, were I, so bugging so with that take. You were so no, bugging. I read After Earth. After Earth is too. so I, I'm the shit. 
after it's like a two out of five. Stop. It's after like, after it's a point five out of five, and it's in my bottom ten of all time. I don't know. Absolutely. I think after this is a one out of hundred. I mean, to be fair, I think I give it like a one out of five stars, but that's higher than a point five. No, I don't know. I I'm just I I just I feel like you were a little a little kind to it earlier this week. After Earth is so bad. Better than Ant Man Quantumania and Wasp. I'd agree. By far. I'd agree. I would slightly, I'm I'm sorry, sorry, ever, ever so slightly edge Quantumania because it's at least MCU. Who gives a fuck? I appreciate you, honestly. That's Owen, Owen if you're watching this movie, After Earth, Earth, Earth fucking Earth. sucks, dude. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. Don't all right, I went with a two and a half out of five. Oh, Tyler went with a point five out of five. Tyler, where do you think Seth and Cam are going to land on this? Interesting. Um, I think Seth will text. If he sees it in a the theater, he'll text us five minutes in. And he's like, oh, this opening is bad because the opening scene is the worst part of the movie i think so i think like that's why i think it really just sets it off on such a bad tone i think cam will give it 2.5 out of 5 and i think seth will give it a 1 out of 5 really okay I, i'm gonna go a little higher for cam i think cam's gonna land at a 3 out of 5 and Man. i think and I, th- I think i also think Man. seth is gonna land a little higher um, I think Seth is going to land at a two out of five. I'll, I'll try and say that's cool. To be fair, I don't really know. Get out for you, I don't know Seth's rating scale yeah, well on, yeah. enough on like the super low end. I feel like I only know like from like three to five about where it lands. So I actually don't. Yeah, I could see him going like a two. I don't really know. Yeah, I'm we'll going to guess a two. I'm going to guess a two for me. All right, we'll wrap up our 65 talk there. Um, let's do a very quick review of Mandalorian episode two and The Last of Us episode eight. Cam. We'll start with you on the Mandalorian season two. I know you probably watched that the second you woke up on Wednesday. Yeah. I, What'd you yeah. think? I was actually up at four thirty with Bailey, um, and I had to get up at like five thirty for work, so I just decided to watch it. So I, I did watch it at an early time in the morning. Okay. Um, fuck, it was good. It was it was very very good. As you know, it takes us to Mandalore. Uh, I'll probably I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil episode two yeah spoil it go for it if you haven't haven't seen it yeah just fast forward like 10 minutes maybe fast forward this this episode feels like one that should be spoiled um this is like an episode that i really love because it's kind of a side quest but a side quest for your main quest right so it's not like it's not like he's going to a random planet to like you know fight a random goon or whatever you, you know do a random bounty hunt yeah. um he, he, he they're on mandalore uh he's he's going to the to the mines of mandalore to find the uh shit the life water what water of life what, yep shit i i forget i forgot i think that's what it was called it's, it's something about life and the water of the living living water the living waters i got myself there eventually um so yeah it's 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 kind of like a side quest um but then they're on Mandalore. It's caught by this like weird alien creature thing, obviously. And that's kind of where the, um, you know, in quote side quest comes in because then, then Grogu baby Yoda goes and gets, uh, Bo-Katan who is just fucking awesome, man. Uh, Katie Sackhoff is so damn good in this. Um, and she's badass. Get a little dark saber action from both of them. And it's so cool to see, Mando, uh, not fully understanding the dark saber. Uh, Bo-Katan obviously has welded before. Uh, also, I said that in my review is is weld a word, you know, wielded. I, I don't know the past tense of wield. Um, sure. She's welded. She's welded it before, I guess. Um, so that that was cool to see. Uh, and then, you know, we could talk about the ending of the the mythosaur. That's fucking awesome. I don't know. I I, I like this show 
it's, it's a good episode. Uh, you know, Pedro Pascal, again, get that bag because he's certainly not there. He's just in a he's in a booth reading lines and then he goes home for the day. Um, but yeah, this is just awesome. Just good episode. Is it good is, is Mandalorian shot using the um this the volume is actually yeah. what it's called, not uh, the sound. Okay. The volume. Yeah. Yeah. So I said the sound when we talked is to it him. Called the, is it called no, the but I mean I mean Pedro Pascal's not there because Pedro Pascal is definitely not in the suit. He there is no, no, I, I just meant like because I've seen it looks quite. I didn't know actually how it was shot. I think you, you mentioned. It yeah, so I think the Mandalorian was one of the first things to use the volume. Oh, um, the Batman Dune used it as well. Yes, but the Mandalorian was first. Oh, maybe was Blade Runner didn't. Use it. I don't think Blade Runner did. I think Blade uh, maybe, Runner, it maybe it did. Maybe it did. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it, it looks really good, and it looks. I don't know if they used it for like this episode. I know they used it a lot first season. Who knows yeah. if they still use it a ton? But George, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, everything you said, I think, I think is valid. I think this is a really good episode, and I really do like the way you said that it is technically a side quest, but it's yeah, a side it, quest that like has a larger story. Yeah, it's a side quest on the main quest. It's not literally like they just have to go to a planet and fucking get milk or something. <laughs> uh, one thing I just I, I really wanted to highlight from this episode is just the back and forth between Mando uh, and Bo-Katan. I really like their relationship because, and I said this in my TikTok review, so if, if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. It's just two sides of the same story. They're both like tragically affected by like an empire-ruled galaxy and, and the war that they've been in. And Mando just feels more hopeful and more optimistic. And I think a big part of that is because he has Grogu. Um, so he kind of sees that, yeah, there's a next generation that doesn't need to be affected by what I was affected by. And then you have Bo-Katan, who's just kind of like, fuck everything. Like, I hate this world. Don't talk to me. She just sits in her in her little throne all day and basically just does nothing. And it's mm. just like... It's just two sides of the same story. And I think it's very interesting to watch them go back and forth um, and just have these like, I don't want to say like heated or tense conversations, but they're definitely trying to like ration with their point of view to each other. And I just think it makes for a great conversation. But yeah, I like this episode. Um, there's the, 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 and obviously when you're watching this episode of Real Talk, there will be episode nine of The Last of Us. But Season three, episode two of Mando and uh, The Last of Us, episode eight, came out the same week. And both episodes do not have Pedro Pascal saving the day um, because mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like we're just used to, obviously, Joel and Mando just coming in and saving the day. I like when TV shows bring in their side characters and just show us what they're capable of. I like that. We had to see a Grogu that had to kind of fend for himself for like a good 15 yeah i like episode. i like that that uh you know he's he knows how to use the force now so yeah he's not in combat, exactly he nice knows what he's see, doing you know? yeah we, we know how powerful he is we've seen it i like to actually like see him use it getting to Bo-Katan, getting back to mando i think that was really cool i think that was just a nice little you know tidbit to his character progression in terms of like him becoming mm -hmm. useful i saw a tweet that said uh Baby Yoda better start fucking talking because I can't do all these goo goo gagas for another couple episodes, <laughs> and I think that's just hilarious. Because I don't think so he'll ever talk. And yeah, I don't, I don't exactly. Talk. I don't think he'll ever talk. But like, I don't know how much longer I can take of. What are you gonna do? You're, I I don't think he'll ever talk because what are you gonna do? You're gonna do the Yoda voice, but it's like a baby. You know, it's yeah, like I don't it, know. Yeah, I think they're, it would they're, be not, so bad. they're certainly not gonna talk normal. 
He's not going to. No. Yoda fucking also, I, I think Yaddle talks normally in yes. um in the Clone Wars. So Yoda chooses to talk like that, man. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> doing his <laughs> wizard tricks he yeah that, that's that's why i don't think he'll ever talk yeah, it's like what, what baby yoda's gonna start talking be like hey what's up i'm baby yoda or some yeah. shit like that um I will, I will say they add a they add r5 an r5 unit to their little team and i yes, wonder if this is the r5 that owen lars almost chooses over you uh, over r2 in in a new oh, hope yeah. um but but because have you ever seen the the dumbest theory in star wars that um that that r5 unit is force sensitive and and breaks itself on purpose um when when r2 is getting chosen the stupidest theory i'm that's, reading it right now it's on star wars speculation two years ago fuck you random person who put this theory in. bricks yeah there's no way people think that's what actually happened <laughs> there, it's, it's like a genuine theory i've seen it i've seen it many times but i'm looking at one right now so yeah this is force much. sensitive r5 <laughs> who is just a big baby bitch. Um, That's all I got on. Wait, I'm just picturing this R5 unit being force-sensitive. Just just killing himself in a new hope. I love the term. Uh, Force suicide. I wish I could do that. Dark, I'm sorry. That was dark. (laughs) We'll move on. Uh, We're going to move on to The Last of Us, episode 8. Um. Wow, I'm I'm gonna start with myself. I know the host shouldn't typically do that, but I really want to talk about this episode. Fuck. Uh, and we're gonna spoil the shit out of this, by the way. So piss off if you haven't uh haven't seen this episode. Just fast forward like 15, 20 minutes. Ellie just became like one of my favorite characters currently airing on TV. Um. That was mental. I, I truly, and I don't know if that's how it went down in the game, Seth, but I did not think that's where we were going. Um, so just a quick overview of, of the episode before we kind of get to spoilers. Um, Joel is still absolutely fucked. He's got that stab wound, and Ellie's doing her absolute best to, to, to make sure he stays alive. She goes out to hunt and meets these two guys um, in an offer for a trade. One of the guys goes back to the town to get medicine. And then Ellie and David, who is the leader of this town, kind of have a conversation. I really like the character of David. And I'm, I'm going to apologize from now if I start ranting about this episode because I really enjoyed this. Um, the character of David, I think, was written really well. He, and he is a fucked up character. Mm-hmm. But he was written so well. That I, I, I was played. I truly thought he was like a good dude. And then he drops this bombshell on us. Four of our guys went out on a mission. Only three came back, and we find out that Joel was the one that killed that other guy. That's when that episode took a turn, and I was like, fucking run, Ellie. Get the fuck out of there. So she ends up getting captured after like a, a, a nice little shootout with them or something. And it, it turns out that David and this group of uh, this this cult that he's a part of, they're cannibals. But he's not telling the people that they're eating humans, which is super fucked. Um I, I have a question. Does yeah. that, would you do that if you were the leader? Would you? Would you like if you had no food? No. Would you feed people? Not humans. Me uh, neither. I, uh, I think I I'd rather die. I've heard the other side, man. Uh, I listen. I will say, I and, 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 and in in hopes of not sounding fucked up, <laughs> my answer might be different if we were actually in that situation. Yeah, exactly. I think like, it's easy to say you wouldn't now, but sit, like sit, sitting in my apartment 
with a kitchen like five feet away where I could just grab as much food as possible, my answer might be a little different. If we I were... think it makes it better that they didn't know. Like, yeah, I think... I, that's so funny. Yeah, but do you not think you'd identify it? The meat surely tastes well, funny. I don't there know. Is maybe, a little... maybe they play it off as like rabbit's liver or something. Like there's something like you a, yeah, but you. I, I believe you have a natural reaction, don't you? Like humans have a natural. I've reaction. never eaten. I've never I'm, eaten. I'm never well, gonna find what? out. I'm not. I'm not I'm never anyway, find out. That's the thing. So I, I don't know. I feel like you'd know. There's like a cool little Easter egg where uh, they like ask what they're eating and they say elk or something. Yeah. And then later in the episode is when they finally like bring in the elk. So they never, act, it's like a yeah. little nice tease that they never actually had the elk or something like, you know, yeah, it's, fu that's it's fun. Fucked, little. It's fucked. It's fucked. All right, anyways, when, so Ellie gets captured and uh, a couple more guys from this cultist cannibal uh, place go out to find Joel because that's who they really want there. He's the one that killed their brother. My man, Joel hit a literal med kit uh, and just popped back up to 100 health. Yeah. And, I was Googling like how much, uh, what was it? Uh, penicillin. Penicillin you can take. Because Ellie was just fucking. She was going in on it. Yeah. Like it was like, it was like they, they, she gave him a full syringe and then the next morning, full syringe. I'm like, I feel like you got to wait 24 You got to OD on penicillin eventually. Yeah. But yeah, Joel pops back up and I saw a bunch of videos on, on TikTok and Twitter of like the parallel of that interrogation scene from the yeah. game to the show. I, I, that is so good. That is so fucking good. Um, Joel's Pedro Pascal's delivery of that line, what town literally sent shivers down my spine. Like he screamed that you can really tell, like he wants Ellie. He wants to save Ellie and he's not, he, you're, you're fucked. You're fucked. If you get in his way. Mm -hmm. um, and then the episode goes on. Ellie breaks out of her cage and she has like this final, uh, you know, confrontation with David after killing, um, what was his name? James, who the guy that, that played James. Yeah, I, I thought that was a cool kill, but I also thought that it was cool that the guy that played James is the guy that did the motion capture and voice acting for Joel cool. in the game. So yeah. I thought it was really cool that uh, that he was in the episode. Apparently, the girl that did the motion capture for Ellie is going to be in the season finale. I don't know how true that is. That is just what I'm hearing. Um, Ellie puts 40 in this man's chest. Ellie puts 40 acts or whatever she was fucking holding. It was, in this it was actually chest. the real numbers 22, which is still was it really? like, no, like I, I know you were exaggerating with 40. Yeah. Yeah. The real yeah. Number, we watch her. We watch her dagger this or ax this guy 22 times, which is fucked and awesome. Dude, like, like when her, you're watching it, you're like, holy shit. Son, I swear to God, if she's not like recognized for Emmys, Golden Globes, Critics' Choice, blah blah blah, SAG Awards, like she fucking has to be, man. She's so goddamn good in this role, and just her like her facial, ex her facial expression, and like her screaming while just putting this man to a permanent sleep was so fucking good. Um, and then again, one thing I liked about this episode is that I fully expected Joel to come and save the day. I fully expected, like, out of nowhere, Joel to walk in and just put, like, a bullet in this man's throat or something. But I saw, so I really like that Ellie was the one that got herself out of this situation. Um, and then, God, when Joel embraces her and says, I got you, baby, I was losing my shit, man. That, yeah. I, that was such a good goddamn episode. Um, sorry for my rant. Seth, what did you think of the episode? Yeah, I, I really, really liked it. I think it's, like, third? 
for me now, like just under three and yeah, third or six. It might be it might be second for me. I, I'm like it's like same level as one for me, so it could go third or fourth, that kind of. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. I think it was it was great. It, it's very, very similar to how it goes down in the game. Um, I actually think the ending is better in the show than it is in the game. I think it's a lot more intimate and personal. Um, same setting, same experience. She she kind of gets away from the cage, whatever. She <clears throat> runs David. They have a little... That's actually a really fucking hard level. It's like notoriously fucking difficult in the game, which is great to see. Um, I love that scene. I love it when she comes out. There is actually an interesting bit where... Remember on the last episode, I mentioned that there was going to be a horde in the in the wall that was in the game. So there's actually a scene in this which is which is skipped over as well, which I actually didn't mind because I don't I, know how they would have fit this in the show. I, I've seen a lot of a lot of and sorry to cut you off. I've seen a lot of complaints on like this episode specifically has like a lot more development between David and Ellie, um, and so they didn't get that like relationship and they, they, because they're getting away from a horde. Right. Um, you know, they, they bond in that way. So Look, the, I, I understand that complaint what, a little bit. What kind of happens is from what I remember, cause I'm played well, not too long ago. They, when they first meet, when he first, when she first meets David and then asks for medicine and then the other guy goes off to get it. They, they are stuck in, you know, where they're, they're talking in that kind of wooden broken barn mm. thing, whatever it was. What happens is from that point that kind of a horde comes on because of a noise. A horde comes on, starts like coming after them. They they shoot off this horde. They run away from this horde. Um, they they kind of hide out somewhere in the, like this little factory built factory building. Fire some more infected, and then kind of that's where the conversation starts. Where he comes back with the medicine, comes behind with the gun. So it kind of skips probably. Mm, 15 20 minutes in the game of like a horde and then them kind of talking a little bit more which i don't think is necessarily a bad thing i know people are saying that it, it, it was rushed in that way but i actually think david is david in the game is brilliant um and i actually think he was just as good in the tv show and i think they got a really really capable actor of doing it because it is definitely a hard role to kind of portray especially within the scenes when when they're in the kind of you know when they're in the building and the the what does the girl say to him when, when he slaps her what does he say um you know what i'm talking about Wait, that slap came out of that, that slap came out of it. Yeah, like, whatever she says, I think that was a really, really impressive scene. From oh, him. oh yeah. That he, he basically said he's her dad. Yeah, he pretty much like he he, he yeah. is the dad. It's like it's a very yeah. culty atmosphere, which it is in the game. Um I think it just showed like the, the, the kind of depth that humanity is gonna go to in order to survive when it comes to the cannibalism. Mm -hmm. Uh there was a few things changed up there. There was also some Easter eggs towards the game, which is always nice to see. Uh but this one stayed true to it apart from the kind of horde scene. But again, I, I can say that I would have liked to have seen that, but I think it is harder to put stuff like that in a show sometimes. Where in I a show, so they well. want to be... This this show is... A, is it's not... A, I think people are going into this with the wrong mindset a lot of times, especially if you haven't played the game, that they're thinking it's going to be like The Walking Dead or a zombie show, where it's not. It's about the relationships. And I think the importance of this show is that it is intimate and personal, especially with those two. Maybe now and again... I'll be honest, I would like to see a few more infected scenes just for selfish reasons, because I like some action now and again. And because I have played the games, I know how many there is in comparison. But I also think people need to give it credit because it's very hard to translate a game story into a TV show. It's very different. I, yeah, I would say it's almost... I think 
and, and I think, you know, the infected would all would add, I think the infected's almost low hanging fruit. You know, you can add, yeah, you can add tension, you can, add, you can add tension yeah. very, very easily. If you add a, a clicker in a scene, you know, around a wall or something, it, yeah. it's impressive how much tension this, this show without, is building yeah. without the clickers and without the um, infected in general. So I, I will say that's impressive, but I do understand, you know, maybe wanting to see a little bit more, um, as a guy who has not played the game, I'm like loving this. Yeah. I'm I I am cool with this show, even if there weren't any infected. Like this is just fucking awesome. But I, I do understand, you know, it, it is definitely less. I gotta assume, and and you know, from everything I've seen. But um, I also feel like, and again, I haven't played the game, so correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the story of The Last of Us isn't about you know, the clickers and the zombies. It's about how, cause we're 20 years into this pandemic. It's mostly about how, the, how humans are surviving. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, about, like Pedro Pascal's character, Joel, he's like a very experienced guy. He knows how to avoid clickers at all costs. So I think it makes sense that we're not running into him as often because he is a very capable human being in this, you know, pandemic landscape of a, of a society. So I don't know. That's that's just how I see it. That's why it doesn't bother me as much that we don't see as many yeah. clickers because it just feels like this show is more so about how humans have adapted to survive incredibly well. You I mean you're exactly right. Yeah. In the game, it's about how they're adapted. It's about how how they deal with with loss and grief and stuff like that. And I also think like in the game, there's obviously going to be more zombies because and, and infected and and action because if there wasn't in the game, it'd be a fucking shit game because you need action yeah. in the game in order to to make it sustainable. Whereas in the TV show you need a lot more of these 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 connection stories and this is actually the tv show is actually akin to the uh, sorry yeah the tv show is actually akin to the game more than people realize because the game was built on how people are adapting not just people fighting infected yeah. like and i yeah. and and to your point you're you're exactly like exactly right like what are you gonna do with a level if it's just like you know, you Ellie, just walk Ellie in. and David yeah. talking, you know, like that's the intense part in the show, but that's not the intense part in the, the game. There is the intense part in the game through the story, but then I agree. I'm just, just saying like so where you're story. playing, if you, yeah. if you were playing yeah, yeah. the show, you'd be like, this sucks. But like, I think for a show, it really works, you know? Yeah. Cause it's it, yeah. people yeah. like, if you expect a game adaptation to be this, a TV show game adaptation to be the same as the game, like, you're not very smart i'm sorry to tell you because it works in completely different ways like they're just they're yeah. so different you cannot translate a game to a tv show and vice versa identically because they're completely different forms of media it just wouldn't work um but yeah i really really like this episode come anything else I'm yeah i think you guys covered it i think this may be my second favorite um really above above three then yeah so i think it'll slot in five eight three and, and it's just me being stupid of this having more action. I think, you know, like, it's, you know, it's always going to appease my brain, but I do love the third. I think, I think for me, like five, eight and three are like, like oh. 10 out of 10 episodes. They all yeah. are. And then, then it drops to maybe like a 9.5 for about five episodes. And then, you know, whatever, yeah. like a eight here and there, but yeah, no, it's, it's great. I still, I still got one in my number one and then I'll go three, eight, but three You're and eight. Like, the only person I was one. I'm the only. Like I, I love yeah, that. I, 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 I understand love, it. I understand. Yeah, I, no, love I, I, re, I, really I love like day one, like 
just movies or episodes. Yeah, just like a transition from like a civilized society to absolute shit hitting the fan. Like, it I was like a watching. film as well, to be fair. Yeah, it was, like it was long. The first episode was like an hour and twenty or something. It was like a feature length film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh let's move on. Um, if if you are of course enjoying this episode so far, please hit that like button on YouTube. Or if you're on Apple and Spotify, leave us a rating and a review. Uh, it helps us out a ton. Um, but moving on, Cam, do you want to do your, uh, you know? Hey, hey, hey! It's trailer time. All right, we've had uh we've had a couple of trailers. I don't think we need to spend too much time. They're all kind of uh, short and interesting. First one uh, I want to start with. Uh, we'll start with Seth, and that is the Lord of the Rings Gollum game. I've been seeing everyone rip that trailer to shreds yeah. on Twitter. So I want your thoughts because you are the resident gamer and Lord of the Rings are here. And by I, your facial I, expression. I will buy it because it's related to Middle Earth and it's a game. You know, I'll buy it. But the issue I have with this, they released like a teaser for this game oh, a few months ago. And it obviously had a lot of improvements needed, especially with the graphics and the gameplay, which we haven't seen much of. And they released another trailer and it's like a, a lengthier version of that and nothing seems to actually improved in regards to how it looks. I just think it looks weird. Like, it's an interesting concept, having Gollum, like, playing as Gollum and having him, like, move around stealthily, avoiding, and trying to find what he, what he wants. But it's just kind of weird and it looks, it looks, to be honest, it looks quite low budget and it looks like a game that came out realistically five plus years ago it looks the, the actual resolution doesn't look great and i don't know if it's an if it's a a choice that they've made i don't know if they have to licensing wise well probably not but it doesn't look like golem <laughs> it looks i know <laughs> golem you know golems are from um a book and he's from you know literature he's not from a film but it just it uh, it just gives me weird vibes and some of the character models are weird i do think though from looking at the character model especially some of the orcs it looks like it's made for a younger audience it has that kind of animation style which gives me that vibe so i'll hold that judgment but i will say it doesn't look like it's going to be very good and yeah. i think that's the general consensus but i will buy it i will buy it the, the one thing I'll say, and I, I watched the trailer, but obviously I, I'm, I'm not a big gamer. Um, everyone keeps tweeting like, oh, why the fuck does Gollum look like that? And I like that you said, like, it comes from literature. So, like, he, yeah, that's some people Gollum, who haven't, who've only seen the films and don't yeah, know. Like, this is Gollum what, in the movies, yeah. like, we don't know if that's what, like. Yeah, uh, Gollum could be anything. Yeah. Like, like, we don't know. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, like that, that to me is the most interesting argument. It's like, well. You can realistically like not make him look like I would the movie. Love, I would love an adaptation to just change his look completely to something <laughs> different and just be like, you don't fucking know. Literally, like that's the thing. It's books. like yeah. that's the one that's the one thing funny. like I don't think people can criticize about this trailer because it's like, all right, like this trailer should realistically be based off of literature, not the movies. So because that's what came first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, my, my complaint with uh, Gollum is not that he doesn't look like Gollum, but just like he looks fucking shit. <laughs> it looks like, weird. It doesn't look great. It just looks weird. All right, uh, moving on, uh, we got a we got a trailer starring Jennifer Lawrence in which she has to date an unfuckable nineteen year old called No Hard Feelings. This, uh, this is the this is the highest viewed trailer from an original comedy. Uh, really? Are you, are you surprised? Fifty plus million, and I'm gonna say 
horny online dudes. For sure, so, without yeah. a doubt. I, watched I am it one of those dudes. Four times. I've watched it a few times. <laughs> not gonna lie. Uh, it looks you. I'm not gonna lie. It looks funny. You think yeah. so? The the theater, the movie theater <laughs> spot was way better than the one they released online with like the one online with like all the captions like everywhere. Yeah. Like the movie theater one didn't yeah. have that. It was just like the trailer, which I I preferred more. But yeah, like this looks like this this gives such like 2000s vibes. And that's not an original thought because everyone's saying it, but like that's when all we had all these like cheesy rom-coms this one's more calm than rom but like where there's like a star in the movie but it, like, and hey this movie might be great and like i'm not saying it's gonna be bad but you know like it's a movie that like looks like it's not gonna be anything spectacular but it's not gonna be bad but it's just gonna be kind of fun funny has some star power on it but it basically like people made this comparison it looks like kind of like a licorice pizza but way more funny um but jennifer lawrence like i feel like she's someone who's such a star but people like hate on her so much and like say she's like she doesn't actually do, have star do people power. hate on her? People hate on her because she says stupid shit. Do I don't think she, no she's, one, like, no she's a relatable cool girl. Yeah, like she just says dumb shit. Like I don't think anyone hates her because she's a bad. Like she's not a I, bad. I, I don't even know she said like I think she said like one dumb thing and people. What was the dumb thing? Yeah, she said something that, about like no, no women are act or are action stars. Yeah. Oh, the the one from oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one thing she said that's stupid. And you know, people like to get mad because she hated, she hated Mystique in X Men, which, yeah. you know, those movies aren't great. So I understand hating that character oh, just whoa, a little bit. On. First Class and Days no, of Future No, First Class Past. and Days of Future Past are really great. Okay, those are like she two was of the couple she's in. And yeah, she, I guess. No, she was in Apocalypse. Apocalypse fucked her character. And then for she sure. was, and then she was tired of it, and she was like, "I'm out of Dark Listen. Phoenix," and then got. Killed she, in seconds, but she's got she's got one more Oscar than we all do. So yeah, no, whatever. She's, she's all right, great actress. Moving on, uh, we have another trailer to another movie that I expect will be horrific, and that is the Ana de Armas, Chris Evans starring Ghosted. Did you see the budget? <laughs> did you see the budget for this film for Bro, a fucking rom com? What is? Oh like no, twenty million. No, not 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 the same. We're not there yet. Oh, what are we talking no. about? We're talking about Ghosted. Yeah. That is the wrong call. Yeah, 120 million. 120 yeah. million. Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck well, you, oh, is there. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So this is not the same as the news we're talking later about the $130 million rom com? No, no, different, different. No, no. Oh man, what are we doing with these rom coms? Yeah, we're doing people? we're doing a lot of rom coms lately. But no, this is this is the Ana de Armas, Chris Evans. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. This movie is a social be, experiment, in the words of Seth. It's gonna be, yeah, <laughs> literally, it's gonna be. It's Netflix produced, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. There, that's not a surprise. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. I think we're getting. Am this I is the Apple. This is you. I think you guys are confusing these people. There's this two, is the um, Apple. T yes, this is the Apple TV Plus movie. I'm trying okay. to find the budget because I do not believe this is 120 million. <laughs> I'm at, sure it is. At the very least, though, this is an action rom com. So I would understand it maybe a I'm, little. I'm bit. sure <laughs> it's really. I'm hard. trying Listen, to find it. I'm they're gonna. To uh, Ana de Armas and Chris Evans are gonna need a heavy salary on this. So I can imagine the bad. The budget's gonna be pretty high. There's so many scenes in the trailer right. that, like, they're so clearly not in the same location. Like, so many people, like, I saw, like, tweeting and being like, yep, these two characters were totally, absolutely in the same location for this scene. It's, like, so clearly, like, an Ana de Armas scene where, like, they just, like, green screen crop in Chris Evans in yeah. the scene, like, standing five feet away from each other. I was like, what are we doing here with this movie? And the, I hope, but man, I know you should not judge a book by its cover, but I judge movies on their posters. I truly this is do. a I bad mean, poster. I don't I'm even being, think Ana de Armas is in that poster. I think they just stunned. put her face I, on something. That's exactly what I think. <laughs> yes, dude. dude, Chris he Evans didn't really look, look like, like Chris Evans either. I feel like both of them looked a little uncanny valley. <laughs> 
Maybe, like, man. Maybe I'm they big, see. I, I'm a huge advocate of judging a movie based on their poster. It's like it's the huge. CGI for you people kissing. They CGI <laughs> them touching. Like I don't think this is her, man. All right, I don't. We, we're not harping on Ghosted for too I, long. Time out. I, I want to say right. one thing. Of the, one of the best parts of like No Time to Die is Ana de Armas is very good action star. She's very good at that. Uh, so I'm expecting a lot with this, and she's going to be in like Ballerina, that John Wick spinoff. Yeah. I'm expecting a lot from her from an action standpoint. But other than that, this probably will be shit. Was she in the Gray Man? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it, what did she do in the Gray Man? She, she played like they're like... She, did she do action? Yeah, she did action. Yeah. I forget. She that. had the whole that car movie, chase. The whole car that movie, chase. That movie is died, such but... a 5 out of 10, in my opinion, that it has no memory space in my head yeah, anymore. That's fair. Like, it is... It is That's gone. Fair. All right, moving on uh, to I think the most absurd and interesting trailer we've gotten in the last week, and that is the Owen Wilson starring Bob Ross biopic Paint. No, it's not. No, that's what the thing that sucks about it. It's not a Bob Ross yes, biopic. It's, it's a made-up character. That's my biggest what? issue with this. Yeah, no, it's Carl Nargol who had, like that's why I hated yeah, this movie been, so much. Is because it's literally Wilson. they're just copying Bob Ross's like whole shtick, his whole look. But just it's not about him. Bob Ross isn't getting any his foundations. Not getting any money from this. Wait, he's not getting. Any it's not even loosely. No, to this is a, no. They're just making what? a movie where Owen Wilson seems like he's Bob Ross, and people are going to go see it for that reason. Yeah, that's, that's so what pissed me off so crazy. much. Yeah. I'm not seeing this movie anymore. I'm not yeah. seeing this movie. <laughs> I don't care. I'm wow. not seeing this movie. I I, I can't believe you guys didn't know that. And Tyler's tweeted about no, it. No, I tweeted. Times. Yeah, I tweeted about it. I was like, this is so stupid. How like this is not a Bob Ross biopic? And then someone replied like, well, why would? Like, why would anyone expect that? They call him Carl Nargle in the trailer. I'm like, yeah, but if you oh. look at the movie poster. I, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, asked. but the movie poster it's like, literally is literally Bob Ross. It's literally the most Rock. iconic picture. Yes. I, exactly. we, you know what that is? We we got Tobey Maguire Babylon right there, where we thought he was going to be Charlie Chaplin, but he ended yeah. up being just some comparison. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fu I'm not watching Painted. Like, I'm I swear, they, they, I feel like they've made this whole movie, and then they reached out to Bob Ross's estate, and they're like, No. You're not doing this. And they're like, shit, we have to change the name. We're of this just guy. changing the name. Yeah, dude. I, that's <laughs> the right. funniest wow. thing. That's Don't even thought. talk about this trailer. Boo this trailer. Fuck except this trailer. except I like Owen Wilson. I don't know. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not watching nah. this trailer. Moving on uh, to our final trailer. And that is Teenage Ninja. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Stupid ass title. Uh, oh, come on. TMNT. I actually... Did you guys watch this trailer? Because I actually enjoyed yeah. this trailer. Yeah. I think the animation was really cool. I think the comedy hit. Um, I've never been a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles guy. I think they're cool yeah. characters with some fun back and forth banter, but I don't think they've uh, they've been done particularly well in live action. So I'm excited to see this animated version of them. Um, Seth Rogen is producing, which is very cool. He's obviously uh, a producer on Invincible, so you know he's got experience in the animated realm. Um, and I enjoyed it. Cam, you watched the trailer? I, uh, I'm i kind of like in the boat of I feel like I was a big TMNT kid because when I go back to my parents' house, I had a lot of like TMNT toys. But like it's something that has not translated to nostalgia for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I, I've been told I was big, but then I don't remember. Yeah. So, I mean, this thing, it looks fine, but I can't say like it pulls on any nostalgia strings no, for yeah. myself personally. Um. But who who knows? It looks good. It looks good. So I, I'm not going to count it out yet. Uh, of the five trailers we talked about, that's this my is most probably head. the best. That's the best. It's that's the my best. most yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh let's let's trudge along. We got some news we want to talk about. It's kind of a slow 
like Tyler said at the beginning of the episode, you know, our group chat was a little uh, dormant this week, and I just feel like it's just because of not so much news that went on, even within like the nerd news space. There was obviously the big news that we'll talk about um, there, but yeah, there's not a lot of news. Uh, first bit of news, and we'll jump right back to these Netflix rom-coms that cost $130 million to make. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Owen Wilson, Penelope Cruz, and Michael Fassbender. I don't care about this movie. I don't care that it's a Nancy Myers movie. I don't care about the, the budget or that it's Netflix. The only reason I put this on our rundown is because I think that is the weirdest group of four actors and actresses you could have pulled together for a rom-com. Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Owen Wilson, Penelope Cruz, and Michael Fassbender? Wait, yeah. Penelope Cruz. You know, Owen like, Wilson just that's such a curveball in there. Yeah, it, it's I literally, don't know. it's as if they just put everyone in Hollywood's name in a bin and just picked out four, and those were the four. I yeah, think, that's kind of weird. I'll, I'll be honest. I think most of this budget has to be going to them. Like, it, it without just a doubt. Uh, I don't know how you make a hundred thirty million dollar <laughs> rom com. This is what I was talking about earlier, and maybe I, I understand. Maybe Ghosted is very expensive because it's like an action rom-com this is just supposed to be a straight up rom-com all you have to have are, are it's, it's got to be them hasn't it I think. It's, it's got to be people in sets and you you don't really if, have to do much if owen wilson and scarlett johansson are the are the romance in this movie yeah. i'm out good for I'm no because yeah. owen good for owen wilson because he just uh was with uh just had j-lo j-lo and then <laughs> marry me <laughs> but it, him, it's yeah. just it's just unbelievable but yeah that's the only reason i put this in the in the rundown because i thought that group of actors and actually hilarious yeah moving on we got a messy series in the works uh, a lot of people are just saying that this man is now uh uh you know completing side quests yeah um so the series will be animated and uh it will depict messy as a child as he confronts obstacles while traveling throughout a video game this is going to do numbers. I don't care that it says it's targeted towards children and uh, you know young adults. Everyone in the world is going to watch yeah. this. I would not doubt if like episode one of this is the most viewed episode of television ever. Um, it's Lionel Messi. He is a god to people around the world, and this is going to do I'm numbers. Andrew Visual. Yeah, if, if you're listening to this, we love you, but there's no doubt in my mind Andrew watches this four times. Over. It, over. It, it, on repeat. Yeah. have <laughs> <laughs> this on repeat. Uh, but no, it's exciting. It, it really is like, I don't know. It's cool because he is like literally completing side quests. He just won the World Cup. And, you know, I think this is just a perfect time to, it, it would have felt weird if he lost the World Cup final and came out with this show. Um, but like, it feels right that like he actually won it. And now the show's coming out. It's just like a last hurrah maybe. And there's also no doubt in my mind that down the line, there will be like a messy biopic that we get. There's he's, he's too big of a personality to not have a biopic about him. You you say that though, but there's not actually been that many football related biopics. Yeah. The football film space. There's really not that much. It's not mainly documentaries. It's kind of weird. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. They really are. Maybe, maybe it'll be a documentary. Either way, I, I, there's we're gonna get pieces of media around Messi. Yeah, whether, yeah, it's a, whether it's a biopic film or a television show or, or a documentary. Yeah. Uh, they need to yeah, make a rush style biopic where it's like two duel. There was two dueling racers throughout their career that were going neck and neck and like had bitter rivalry and do that for Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, that would do numbers. That would be that would do numbers. Make a, Good make God, a, make a move it like Messi movie. <laughs> All right, next bit of news. This is to Thank make uh, this is to make Cameron cry. 
Jason Zadekis says Ted Lasso season three is the end of this story that we wanted to tell, that we were hoping to tell, that we love to tell. Uh, we've known for a while that season three was going to be the last season, right? Yeah, like this, this I, I, I've heard I've heard a ton of interviews where they just constantly reiterate that season three is the is the final. Like that's that they they were like we had a three season arc, and this doesn't seem like a show. Maybe maybe for some of the smaller people on it because it did make like a lot of people very famous, you know, yeah. it, it re reinvigorated like Hannah, Hannah Waddingham's career and uh, uh, who plays Roy Ken. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, like obviously made him a big star. He's playing fucking Hercules, Hercules. in the MCU now. Like he, yeah, it, it obviously made everyone in the show very big stars. But I think, you know, when Jason Sudeikis and uh, whoever plays coach, uh, coach Beard, he's the other like producer and like yeah. showrunner on it. Um, when they set out to make this, like they had like a three season plan. Um, what? Brett, Brett Thingy's in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Hercules. Yeah. Brett Hercules. Hercules. Is wow. post, -cre post credit scene in your favorite movie that you haven't seen yet. <laughs> Thor love and thunder. Yeah, it's just a movie. post credit scene, but yeah, he's in the MCU. Oh, and, oh. and, and Danny Rojas is in uh, the post credit scene of, of uh, Spider-Man no way home. He's the bartender that venom is. Yeah, at. you're venom right. Film. Um, I'm sure I can find some more, but every time I see like a Ted Lasso <laughs> actor now, um, I'm like, yeah, nice. Yeah, I think, uh, I think season three, I think three seasons is always their plan, but I feel like in the past, like couple, like maybe half year, they really started to pull away from like saying like final season, last season, they just said I, season yeah, three. I think people, so I feel like yeah, that's I what kind of introduced the doubt back in people's minds. Cause they were no, all I, saying I three season. Then they're like, all of a sudden they're like the next season, the next season, then not yeah. using final. So everyone's kind of like, wait. They're gonna keep going. And I, we'll see. I still don't <laughs> think they've said like this is the final season. Like other than this quote, you know, like obviously this quote implies this is the end of the story. But you know, I they think could it's still open ended. Like, even it says the yeah, end of the story. Yeah, I think they could be like, you know, we like, had a, like, we had another story. Yeah, it evolved. I'm gonna watch this. I would hope you would. It's a good show. Yeah, I'm gonna I, watch I, it. I said the other, I tweeted the other day, I said like the most wrong I've ever been about a show is I didn't watch this first season until months after it came out. Cause I was like, I, I watched the skit when it came out. I was like, yeah, it's a funny skit, but that will not work for a TV I watched show. It this when is it, I watched it when idiotic. it came out. Such a, such a rare Cam Walsh L. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, that's the most wrong I've probably been about anything in media. That's all right. It and I said, and I said, um, Avatar 2 wasn't going to make $2 billion. So. You, 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 actually, you actually said 1.4. Was that my guess? I said once it once it hit 1.4, I guess 2.4, and I think it's sitting right there though. So <laughs> I, I I re I re uh, got recalibrated. It down, I guess. Yeah, yeah, recalibrated. Okay. All right, moving on. And that was my hate blinding me. There's okay. not a lot to talk about here because neither none of us have seen the movie. But I think to all of our surprise, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves is getting some. <laughs> crazy good reviews i george you know earlier when you yeah. said that you judge things on their posters that is this, this is bad i was judging this, bad. Every judging this movie on its poster on its trailers on its actors i was judging the shit out of this movie but also no, we all were to be fair not just gonna let no, george be the only one no, under the bus we all i, I mean i was no, yeah i don't no, care yeah. i was hating but also i will say one thing a lot of the early reviews are saying Go in, ha go in with an open mind and have fun with it. That's what people say with Marvel Here's films. The so Here's the thing. That's, that's, the thing. that's what tells Marvel me this is going to be like a three out of five for me. Which, I, which is even though a three out of five is better than what I expected. Yeah, I was expecting like, this to be like a yeah. half out of five. Which, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's averaging like a 3.1 on Letterboxd, right? Which is still absurd. Dungeons and Dragons? I never did. No. I did. Was, it I don't it seems like so fun, man. I would love to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons with someone mm-hmm. who would like get into it. I just don't know how to play it, so I'd probably need a lot of explaining. Probably. But it looks fun. It looks like fun time. What do we? Have? It's at a three point four right now. Jesus. Oh, so it has it has dropped then because it was at yeah. three point seven. Yeah, is that? Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. It was at three point seven for a while. I know a few people went to Josiah went to an early screening, like a surprise screen at Cineworld, I think. I don't know oh, was it that like mystery screening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The graph is heavily geared towards four, three and a half, and three stars. Yeah, so okay. how many reviews does it have? Like That's, a thousand? It has, hold on, fuck, where it go? But it has a bit more now, actually. It'll be on members, won't it? Because they had the yeah. surprise screenings, then it also premiered obviously yeah. South by it's South. Got, it's got 1.4k logs. Yeah. That, okay. So, okay. Okay. So I'm kinda, excited. Yeah. I'm officially excited. Right that's there. a good chunk to hold. Just that's a good chunk. Josiah gave it a three and a half. Yeah. I just, I just, I yeah, but he, he likes it. He, he also so. said, all right, relax, Seth. Relax. <laughs> you like the Hobbit films. Hey, those those are good uh, films. Relax. Uh, relax. Josiah, relax. Josiah also and Josiah also ended his with "Go and watch it with an open mind. You'll yeah, have fun." That's which I am fine with those. That kind worries of films. me when everyone I, says. Oh. I'm fine well, with those. I, kind I of just films, I just but... said that about, I'm saying that about 65. So yeah, whatever. Funny. I said right. fine. Right. We'll see. Last last bit of news before we move on to nerd news. Uh, and maybe we don't need to harp on this too much because we've spent a lot of time talking about Creed. But I think the expected. Uh, a project focused on Adonis's Creed daughter Amara is being discussed. I think this would make the most sense to to end the Creed trilogy here and just wait like ten years to when she's a teenager, and then run through her little trilogy. Uh, and then we also got note that a Creed anime series is in the works. Oh yeah, yeah. that absolutely does not surprise me. Uh, I, I feel like everyone is adoring like these these uh, these anime references and, and fight choreography based on anime a lot. Uh, so none of this really surprises me. Does anyone have anything to say about this? Do you think it was a chicken uh, and the egg situation with Creed and anime? Like, do you think Tr- Michael B. Jordan truly is like being honest in his interviews? Like, I love anime, like which I do believe he does, and like I wanted to influence it. Or do you think he was playing 40 chess as the you know big Hollywood player he is behind the scenes and saying, "Yo, we're gonna make a Creed anime series spinoff. Like, let's work this into the movie, make it feel natural." <laughs> I think he probably, I think he probably does really like. Anime. I think Maybe he watches anime casually. Yeah, casually. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. I don't think he's like a diehard anime. People fan. are all. His, people are so. I don't think any celebrity is a diehard fan of anything because people are all mad because he's like, I really like these anime, and then named like the five yeah. most popular anime. Fuck yeah. off! It's just he likes these anime. It's fine. He's not digging yeah. into the lore of everything. Yeah, he's yeah. richer and more famous than everyone. He doesn't have to. All right. He just <laughs> and better looking. TV. Yeah, and, and better, better looking. looking. Much better and looking. Much better significantly looking. better I'm just, looking. I'm just saying it. 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 That like. Though, I saw that a lot on Twitter this week, and I was like, "Shut up! It's fine. He likes these animes. It's it's okay." But yeah, I don't know. We can, sorry people people gatekeep way too often. Like like yeah. like Cam is absolutely right. Like when he was asked what anime he watches, he did say like very basic. And once I saw that report, I was like, "He's gonna get shredded for this." Yeah. Um, but people gatekeep way too often. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited um i think the amara one like i said would just make the most sense like 
Yeah, I, I think we're done. Really I, 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 I truly think we should be done with Creed, like as the center of attention. You can't like, bring I, him out of retirement again. You no, really exactly. Can, that so. that's the thing. You just can't do it one more time. If they do uh, one of those punch sequences again with her, though, because I, I, I take that back. Yeah. You you can bring him out of retirement. You can't do it well. I'm certain. Of yeah, that. you I'm shouldn't screw it. You should Rocky vs. Adonis Creed movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, let's move on to nerd news. Not a lot going on. The the, the biggest news of the week, uh, John Bernthal is returning as the Punisher in Daredevil Born Again. We also have word that Eldon Henson and Deborah Ann Boom. Wall are not returning as Foggy Nelson and Karen Page. That one caused a lot of uprise. John Bernthal returning caused a lot of happiness. Uh, Cam, resident MCU stan. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I know also you. say they they did announce like they're recasting Vanessa Fisk. Yes, um, they are recasting Vanessa Fisk. Sorry, and I my think fault. this I think this is comes down to a I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say they would have brought everyone back and it's just who wanted to come back. Because I don't think Deborah Ann Wall loved Daredevil her time on Daredevil, if I remember reports correctly. And maybe I mean, I'm it's completely been a long wrong. time at the end of the day. Yeah, too. it's been a long time. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you really want to come back to that character? I, it's up to you. Uh, it, maybe it's up to them, and they're just like, "All right, we're going to recast if they want to. We won't yeah. if they don't." I think John Bernthal is a big one where they can't recast that character, so they probably threw a lot of money at him. They, Had to, yeah, right. They know how big he's. He's like the second most important behind Charlie Cox, and pro no, probably third most important behind Vincent D'Onofrio as well. I'm not as like in uproar as this. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I think you don't watch the shows for foggy and Karen. And I understand um, yeah. they add a lot of weight to it, but if, if you get Charlie Cox back, I feel like, and Vincent D'Onofrio, I feel like that's all you need for me. John Bernthal's awesome. But again, you don't, I, I, I don't know. He's great, but his, in my opinion, the Punisher shows aren't very great. So I don't think like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed them, obviously, yeah. but I don't think I, I, they're that great in the grand scheme. John, John Berthold absolutely carries those shows on their back. Uh, he It's one of those. He's like, one of my favorite actors. I mean, when people like, talk about awesome. the best comic book movie castings ever, very rarely do I hear his name thrown out. And I truly believe that it needs to be thrown out. I think he's that good as the Punisher. Um, I will. Uh, I will be that guy. Cam, I apologize. This show is going to ruin his character. No, yeah, and I, I was going to say, you know, it's going to make a lot of people piss and shit themselves. Yeah. Um, and just like poop I'm excited to have him back, and fine. I truly, I, I don't, I have faith in Charlie Cox and John Bernthal in their voice because I don't think John Bernthal would have come back if they like were nerfing his character. So I have a little you're bit not, of faith. You're not going to get a uh, no. prison cell scene. No, I, I'm certain of that. Never. But you'll pro you'll get. I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. People think I almost tweet. I tried like, I'm not that funny. I tried coming up with like a, a fake um, script, you know, like the one that had like Morbius and Ant-Man. And I was going to like, have it be like, have like, you know, a he's right behind me joke. And then like, it's punishing time joke. I was going to, but I, I don't think it's going to be that bad. And people are like freaking out that it's going to be like that. But I think you're not going to get a, a Daredevil's uh, walk of shame and She-Hulk, I think is what, is That's lowering bad, man. it's That's bad really it's bad. bad it's so bad it's so it's horrendously bad but we're gonna move on before we we get into a That's heated fine. argument uh a bit of news that we don't need to harp on bob Iger questions the need to keep returning to existing mcu characters rather than introducing new ones uh he says sequels typically work well for us 
Do you need a third or a fourth, or is it time to turn to other characters? I think it's hilarious, considering a third Ant-Man just came out, a third Guardians is coming out, a fifth and sixth Avengers are coming out. And to be fair, to be fair to him, he wasn't he wasn't there. That's when fair. He just came back, so That's, like I still just think it's a funny you know, thing to say. I, when, I, know, I understand. I think uh, I'm just saying it wasn't. No, you're him. right. You're right. He you're just right. Came back. He retired for a while. But no, I I do agree with him. Uh, I, I think a lot of people overlook just how massive like Marvel and even DC's catalog of characters is like. There are thousands upon thousands of characters that we can pick and choose from. I'm with him. I don't know if it would play to the whole cinematic universe and franchise thing too well if they were to just, you know, give us one movie on one character and then we never see that character again. I think that would feel a little odd. So I don't know if his comments make sense when you're thinking about the, like, you know, the massive scope of a, of a cinematic universe that, that, you know, the MCU and Feige are trying to execute. But I agree with him. I think they need to pull a lot more inspiration from the comics and really just give us like these ridiculous characters. I thought this news was just hilarious because like Bob Iger is now back as CEO of Disney. And I feel like he just like picked up a mic and started saying some shit that was on his mind. He's like, he's like, do we need three or four movies of the same superhero? Yeah. And also these are coming out way too fast. And also solo a Star Wars movie. That was just disappointing. Unnecessary shot. No need for that. Like I, rise of Skywalker just came out. Like, come on. It's literally like, I feel like he just had a drafts. He had drafts in his iPhone for years. And he started reading them up. He's like, he's like, we don't need three Ant-Man movies. Also solo disappointing movie. And just keep scrolling. Yeah, so made live no action. It better be good. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. There was no need for that solo slander. Yeah. Uh, but all right, last bit of nerd news. Uh, Batman Cape Crusader will now be released by Amazon after being scrapped by HBO Max. Uh, good for Amazon. Dude, I love that I... Amazon is taking chances on these shows. They took a chance on The Boys. They took a chance on Invincible. And now they're going to take a chance on a show that HBO Max scrapped. I uh, think... I think the executives at Warner Bros. Discovery are Idiots. the dumbest Idiots. executives in any. They're so all executives. All executives are dumb and out of touch, but they're the worst. I they're think they're the just worst. broke, and they need to sell. These they are broke. Yeah. No, they are broke, and that's and the best part well, was they, they were like they we greenlit two seasons, and then we're like, nah, we. We, we're not doing this anymore. I gotta see numbers for Velma, and I yeah, know. It, but like, then, yeah, but now they're getting a second season of Velma. Like, do they really think a second season of Velma is? Well, also do they, more were like, they were like, they were like, we can only release two movies this year, and they picked Don't Worry, Darling, and Black Adam, <laughs> and they both bombed at the box office. So yeah, that that was brutal. I mean, like, which that neither of so them are tough. great, but should they have bombed? I don't know. Probably. Uh, but God, tough. <laughs> yeah. But I, all right, I <laughs> whatever. Who gives a fuck? Let's move on. Um, before we get into our draft, um, once again, we have become more active on the Real Talk TikTok, and that's a big thank you to Cam for doing a lot of editing on our videos. So shout out, Cam. We're also active again on Instagram and Letterboxd right. and uh, and uh, Twitter. So make sure you're following us there. Keep up with everything that we're watching. Um, you know, I think we've built a pretty nice community around uh, around this movie talk. Um, so we, we'd love to get you guys involved as much as possible. Um, we'll start with, uh, before we get into our draft, we'll start with Seth. Seth, what have you been watching this week, my man? Uh, I watched, the other night I watched Mad Max Fury Road because I don't want to Hell watch yeah, it. Hell yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm going to give it a half. 3.5. What? Yeah, but 
God, I'm gonna give Godfellas a two. Oh, and oh no, 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 no. I, I thought, I thought you said you gave it. No, no, four and a half. There yeah, is like Adam. points. There is points which are like I don't love, but I think that last like final like thirty minutes is just amazing, and I could watch it over and over again. Score. Um, Junkie XL score on that. Yeah, the score. The score is so good. It's just, it's just an electric film. It's, it's so easy to watch. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, all obviously the screen films that I mentioned. I watched Watcher. I didn't really like. I I liked Watcher. I didn't love it to be honest. I I I am a little. I am a little surprised that. And I'm not mad you didn't watch it. I know it's a very that you didn't like it. I know it's a very polarizing movie, but it did. And maybe you disagree here. It did have a lot of like very Hitchcock esque moments. In it terms did, of, like, yeah, it building did. and suspense building. So I'm surprised that you. And then you gave it a three out of five. So you still liked it. You yeah, just I, it. I liked. Um, I think technically it was very good. I think um, uh, Michael Monroe. Michael Monroe. Yeah, I think she was the, the standout of the film for me. It just felt a little bit flat at times. I also watched Fall, um, which was like. <laughs> pretty horrific honestly in my opinion i actually was quite enjoying the first 20 minutes because i'm quite scared of heights so when i say quiet i mean very so watching it i was kind of getting a little bit you know on edge almost and i quite liked it and then did you just, predict the twist so that twist i said to anna i was like if this is the twist this is fucking shit <laughs> And guess what? It was the twist, and Hold it was on. shit. I'm I'm never gonna watch this movie. Can you tell me what the twist is? Yeah, well, is if you're gonna watch four, I don't care. But I'm really, I I'm really haven't watched it so, yet. I'm not watching it. Yeah, yeah. So two, two people. She she's like a a, a free climber. You know that's all she would that do the extreme climb. Whatever she yeah. climbs with her friend and her boyfriend at the time. Boyfriend falls, dies. Um, Idiot. she goes out of climbing for a while. Can't remember how long. Um, and then. Her friend convinces her to climb this 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 kind of what is it tower. like a radio radio a satellite tower satellite tower radio tower satellite yeah. tower yeah they climb up there uh, they basically get stuck at the top and mine they're at the top of this like I don't know how fucking high it is and they're just chilling and like laughing about stuff even when they're stuck they're laughing it's like <laughs> no one is out like this and then basically there's there's like a scene where her friend falls uh, down to this uh, this satellite below um, and. Basically, she falls and then she manages to get back up, and it's like, how does she manage to get back up? And this, the, the, and like for like half an hour for the rest of the film, she's like talking to a friend, and then it's like, oh my god, the friend's actually dead. That's the plot twist that when she oh. fell, she died. But it's so obvious in the film, like it, it's crazy obvious in the film. No way. It's just, it's just stupid. And also, the film heavily relies on trying to be that the, the friend is like an influencer. And so all the language is like, I wonder how many like hits I'm going to get on this video. And it's just like, you're trying way too hard to be not like generational almost. And I I honestly think this film with a a couple of decent actors, less of that context, I think it was an interesting concept that was just really executed badly. Um, And then I watched a a Bergman or two, and then I also watched um, Other Side of the Box yesterday, George, which I actually really liked. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it it came from my... YouTube it's like so weird. Yeah, it's it such like, a it had weird. Like Ten though. million views, and then I checked the reviews on there. But some people are like, oh, it's actually quite scary. Yeah, it has more like suspense in fifteen minutes than a lot of modern horror films. There's a there's another one like that that's like a short. I watched like, a couple of them. I, I got, watched a couple. I, of them. I like so vividly remember watching these. Like they were all over Facebook on the same the same YouTube channel. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. There's some one, of them are good, man. 
there's one I got to find for you that I remember being like really fucking scary, but I, I don't remember the name. I, I didn't remember the name of that one until I saw you log it on Letterboxd. It's the one with the face, is it? Like solid fingers looking. No, 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 no. no. I, I got to find it. I got to find it. I, I know I can, but all right, movie Tim, what have you been watching? I know you haven't watched a lot this yeah, week. Yeah, but... this down week, like I said. Um, I watched all the screams. I watched Badlands, which we'll be reviewing for the Patreon. And I watched uh, Chain Can Dunk. Um, oh, you did watch it. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and, and to my surprise, uh, it has a... It has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. And that's where I got the 3.1. It's a 3.1 out of 5 on Letterboxd. So... Um, Hmm. It's not a three out of a hundred. And I think for that, it's a, it's a 10 out of 10, but <laughs> in, in reality, it's a 35 out of a hundred for me. Um, I, I, did he, did he dunk? So yeah, I'll, I'll, did I'll, he, I'll he answer I'll, the burning yeah. question. Well, the, actually the title answers it. Um, he can, right. dunk, but, um, I'll explain. This will be my, my time is just discussing this movie. I like to think I'm a guy who can enjoy a, ch a children's movie. I can, you know, I'm cool with a lot of animated movies. I'm cool you with a lot Marvel of Marvel like, movies. Okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I like to think I am. This one was just a little too cheesy. Um, it's just, it's just stupid. It's okay. So he makes a bet uh, that he can dunk by the end of football season. Um, and he's this 5'8 uh, guy who just is. He's just a scrawny little little guy. He's not going to be able to dunk. And on then a full, he, a full on height, a, rim. yeah, a ten foot rim. Ten foot. Um, he, he there is a so there's like a. Uh, do you guys know? Um, shit, what's his name? When um, Kyrie Irving dressed up as the old man, uh, Uncle, Uncle Drew. Drew. Uncle Drew, thank you. Um, so there's an Uncle Drew type character where, but this guy's an Urkel um, guy who posts YouTube videos and he, he's just a baller, but he dresses up as like Urkel and he's like, then I do that every 10, 10 minutes. Um, and so he gets he, this, this is a very small YouTuber at the time. And so he gets him to train him on how to dunk, you know, there's a Rocky esque montage of, um, what's the song, the middle by, uh, you know, Barry it just Morrison takes said. dumb time. Oh, no, 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 it's really good old days. Jimmy World, maybe. Yeah, I world. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Um, so there's one of those like Rocky esque training montages, and it's the night before, and he's right there, he's almost dunking. And then obviously, he get it's like there's like 45 minutes left, so I know he's not this is not the end of the movie. Um, and then you know, it 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 like shows him getting up in the middle of the night and then it skips to the next day. And you know, he lowered the rim probably like three inches or something, not noticeable. And then he dunks and he goes viral on YouTube and there's millions of views and he goes to an NBA uh, post party. With Is it ESPN. similar to like, like Mike? I don't know if you guys watched it when you were a kid. Yeah, but no, watched. it's not similar. It's much worse. Than but, like no, but I mean, yeah. Really though, because like Mike's low rated. Like I could still. I I, I I haven't rated it. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. I remember liking it. Um, but it it's, and then yeah. So he 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 fakes the dunk. Gets invited to ESPN. Um, whatever, whatever. Oh, Richard Jefferson is in it. Uh, and is it DeAndre Jordan? I forget. No, it's not DeAndre Jordan. Someone else. I forget who. Um, they're in it and they're like, oh yeah, sick, whatever. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's outed as, as not dunking. And then 
And then at the end of the movie, he dunks and is all like, oh, I just wanted people to see me. You would get a you would get slandered on social media, dude. You know, it ends happy. He, him and his mom don't get along, but then like she realizes he has potential and he works really hard. Fuck. You would get attacked on social media, dude. And and, like, if you said you could dunk and went viral and then made a video saying like you lied and just wanted to be seen, the internet would remove you from this earth. <laughs> like, horribly. Um, and that's my biggest segue. But I don't know. It's got some heart. It's got some emotion. It's a Disney movie. Whatever. It's 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 nothing, but it's fine. <laughs> I won't it's, watch it. Yeah, you don't have to. I just... Exp- that's that's the... Yeah, right thanks. Thank I can, I'm going to log it right now. Yeah, like I, I, uh, I gave it to you. Um, all right. But that's all I have. It's Tyler, whatever. What did you watch this week? Yeah, so watch all the screams, of course. Watch Badlands, and then um, watch Birdman, which I enjoyed. Uh, it took me longer to get. So I'm only comparing it to 1917 because it is a whole like, continuous shot thing. It took me longer to get invested into Birdman than 1917. I think it took me like 45 minutes to a whole hour. Is that a continu- like, one shot film? I didn't. I don't see. Yeah, it, yeah, it uh, took me like at least like almost half the movie until I was like, okay, I'm like gotten invested into this plot and i'm ready so i enjoyed it i I didn't love it like i know a lot of people were upset it didn't win best picture at the oscars i i wouldn't put that high for me um then i watched two movies i think are just like such a three out of five like fine movie maybe like yeah three out of five maybe these are hot takes but like easy a i think that's just a very just fine movie i have that three out of five three out of five yeah. yeah, and then the next one's kind of like a hot take, I feel like, because I watched it as a kid and obviously loved it. And it's like one that just didn't age well for me, I guess. That's Talladega Nights. It's the first time Facts. I watched it in a long time. I think oh, it's it a very run-of-the-mill average movie, even though I did love it growing up. But, you know, some of the comedies just don't age the best. Some age better than others. So it's yeah. pretty much all I've been watching. And then now I'm burning through The Last of Us, um, getting through that. And I'll love be ready that. for how the you, How are you finding it? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, super. I mean, like, I feel like I know... I don't know everything from the video games, but I feel like I know a decent amount more than the people that are like blind going into it. So like, like quite a few of the major plot points, I know what are coming. Um, Not like, not just the ending. Like I know some other things too, but so far I'm really enjoying it. I'm only two episodes in, but you know, the first one's like the longest, I think. Right. First episode's the longest. Yeah. Yeah. So so today I should be able to burn through the rest of them without too much issue. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Yeah. Uh, same with me, just all the Scream movies. Um, I feel like everyone did that. I watched the McPherson tape, uh, which was Seth. I think you would enjoy it. It's a quick 64 minute uh, f- the McPherson tape. It's, oh. uh, it's like a UFO encounter type movie. Uh, it's found footage, which I, I really like. Um, I think you guys should all check it out. It's super quick and super interesting. Easy. Um, the only website I could watch it on had ads, though, which kind of like oh. commercials, which fucking suck. Uh, I watched Deep Impact, which is like it's like an Independence Day 2012 type end of the world movie. Don't look up with the meteor and shit. Really interesting. Um, I, I I weirdly find comfort in like end of the world movies. I don't know why. Uh, Badlands, of course. I watched Catching Fire last night, which is a super underrated movie. Easily the best of that uh, that franchise. Genuinely uh, very good. Yeah, it's a very good movie. And then, again, I watched The Flashpoint Paradox, which I seem to just be watching once a month. Uh, but that's it on what I've been watching. Uh, but let's move on. First off, uh, massive congratulations to a first-time draft winner, Mr. Seth. <laughs> 
<laughs> say right i have actually won two things but one of them wasn't a draft now so this is a draft though this is a draft. one of them wasn't a draft but i just want to get it in there i did win something else the halloween oh. costume the halloween, the halloween costume. costume yeah <laughs> so right. shout out keep Seth. the good times rolling uh before our draft today tonight well technically yesterday when you guys are going to be listening to this episode was the oscars um so our draft's gonna be oscar themed um what we have to do is we have to pick five rounds as always and we have to pick one best picture best director best actress best actor and best original score you don't have to pick them in that order you can pick them whenever and you have to pick the winner you cannot pick um the uh nominee the nominee nominee Uh, yes so the order is cam george tyler and seth I'm super curious to see where everyone goes with these, but mm-hmm. let's start us off. Cam? Uh, Guys, do we want to mention the producers? At the end. At the end, yeah. Oh, at the end. Okay, yeah, do yeah, you yeah. not use... Oh, okay. Probably switch it um, I don't know, man. I feel like I am definitely the worst at this because I don't necessarily care for the Oscars as much as you guys. Um what does that so, have to do with literally anything? Change anything? Well, no, yeah. I just, I don't know. So, sorry. I just meant, like, I don't really know what's, like, a good pick. So, I think I'm just going to pick some popular things. Um, just pick your favorite, favorite films. Favorite... <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting off with Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood. Damn. Um, that my first as, pick. as my best actor. Oh, yeah. that's annoying, man. I thought I was going to get the best actor first one. <sighs> yeah, I didn't know what to start with. I don't know. No, that's, I, that's, I, that's a great... That, that's a good first. Break. I know it's a good start because it, I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my boy. That, that was good. I, I thought I was going to get an actor for the first break. That's annoying. Nah, I, uh, I genuinely think he's great, man. Like, I, I really that, that's a first rounder right there. Okay. I'm going to go yeah. where, where I thought Cam would go. I'm going to take my best picture winner first, and I'm going to take The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Oh, Seth. <laughs> Fuck I'm, you, man. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I have a plan. Um, so don't worry about me, George. Don't worry, darling. Not, don't worry, darling. Yes. I am not worrying, brother man. I think you're worrying. Okay. <laughs> Where do I want to go here? The, those first two picks kind of threw a curveball in my plans. Um, I will go with... Man, you know what? Fuck. See, it's tough because like the things I want, I don't think Seth is gonna take. So like, I'm trying to be strategic. Do it, yeah, I don't think there's any way to be strategic. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think there's a strategic route here. You I just, thought you do what you was, want. Apparently not. Yeah, you know whatever. Like, I wanted to get Daniel Day Lewis, and there would be blood. I knew in the third pick it would be tough to get that one. Um, so I'm gonna go with hate the movie or not. It, it's Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker. Damn it! Oh. I, that was my. I thought that was a. A vote I, I, I actually like forgot he won best actor. Shit. No, I, my absolutely. My best actor was pick was Daniel Day Lewis. I honestly did not expect Cam to go there, but like I was more worried. No, about I that, almost but, went Walking Phoenix Joker, but then I thought like I gotta at least yeah go something big. I don't know. All right. If, if Cam didn't pick Daniel Day, that would have been my first pick. Just so you know, Tyler. Mm. Just gotcha, to, yeah. If, if that makes you stu- feel any better, I was stupid to think we get to three. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Diaz. <laughs> uh what? um i will go i've got two picture sure. um i'll go best director i'll go martin scorsese okay um, like for it. the departed that's his only win yeah, right? the departed, yeah 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 
Uh, best answer. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go best actor. Um, between two, yeah, it's only one. right. Hey, eh? can't say you could only pick one. I know. If I'm going, Martin Scorsese, it's only right that I pick a performance in his film. I'll go uh, Robert De Niro's win for Raging Bull. Okay. All right. Um, I will pick my score. Got to be done. La La Land. Okay, good. I would I, pick, but since this movie is coming out in the future, I wish I could have picked Babylon since that's better win score tonight, and I would have preferred Babylon score, uh, but yeah, picking La La Land. Hasn't, has not won yet. Um, I'm so – I don't know if I'm lost, but like I feel like there's so many directions you could go here. But I think I'm going to take my best – actor right Ooh, now i know I th- it you don't know it do maybe i not? Do know it. i don't know your maybe. favorite actor no oh. he, my, my favorite actor only one for best supporting actor unless you christian bale is my favorite actor oh, okay so your second favorite actor i was gonna ask if we could do supporting but I I, jake john hall is your second favorite not. actor oh jake john hall is my second favorite actor but no, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with uh, best actor, and I'm going to take Denzel Washington in Training Day. Oh, nice! I like. That. Maybe you don't like this like guy as much as I thought you liked this guy. <laughs> Are you Maybe you just hate him, Seth. <laughs> okay, so it's me now. I'm super curious who you're thinking of right now. Maybe you think he's the best actor. I think uh, DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah, DiCaprio's mm-hmm. good. Okay. okay, fine. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think I need to take this one now because I I'm pretty sure it would get back to me, but maybe not. Um, I'm gonna go with a best score, and I'm gonna take Star Wars. Feel like that's a fair pick for myself. But was I it a New think, Hope? That yeah, uh, yeah with New Hope. It was the original Star Wars. Is yeah, that John Williams' only Star Wars win? Pro- yes. Yes, I, I don't think so. Star Wars. I'm pretty certain that's. I'm yeah. surprised Empire Strikes Back. Mm, I don't know what one in 1980. Uh, I, I looked and it wasn't anything I knew, but um, and then where were my where were my best actresses? Sorry, I I have tabs open. I think I'm gonna go a best actress next, um, and probably steal this one from Mister from Mister uh, uh, Tyler and go with Emma Stone from La La Land. Oh, that wasn't where I was going there, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I like her. I like her a lot in that, and I don't. I don't know. I, I, uh, I love that movie. I love her. So I'm yeah. I am sure. also going to take my best actress. And I think I, I know who. I, you're I fear you're that I'm steal stealing from this Seth. from Seth. Yeah, and that is Natalie Portman in yeah. Black Swan. That was my next pick. No, you're yeah. not. I, I, I was. I thought Cam that. was going to steal that one from you know, that's, George. That's where I thought Cam was. Going I can't for. lie to you. I forgot that she won. So I yeah. didn't go down. She, I mean, well, she would go. be. She did win. Yeah, I forgot that she won. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, man, I just the best actress winners. I don't know. It's not none of them are really jumping out at me as my favorite performances from those years by any stretch of the imagination. I love. I I always find that I love a supporting performance more than an. I I agree. There was more supporting like, ones. Yeah. Like just in general, I feel like I, I prefer. I don't know. Um, I'll I'll go director now, and I'll go with. Uh, wait, is my pick right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with the director who 
easily had the most fun ever on the night of him winning his awards, and that's Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. That man's a king. That, that's a good pick. Mm. Okay. Deserved. What's been... Sorry. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, you, you have actress, score, and, and picture. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for my score. I'm gonna say Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. It won't be me if I didn't pick that. And ah, oh, damn. Hmm. See the actress one. There's I. There's, I've got four here, and I'm. I will happily take any of these four. So I don't care if I don't get any of the like if I anything gets taken. So I'm gonna go with. Best picture, and I'm I'm gonna take my favorite film that's ever won a best picture, apart from the one George took, <laughs> and that is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yep. okay. it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Um, am I the only one who needs the best actress still? Yeah, you need actress. Yeah. And... No, I need actress as well. Okay. Oh yeah, Stephanie's actress. Well, I'll I'll wait on that since I'll get it back to me before it goes to you. Um, I will go with. Best picture, and we'll go The Godfather. Yeah, I feel like I've been picking that a lot lately, and I think it does like kind of shit for votes for some reason. But that whatever. To be picked, though. No, I just think whatever doesn't do well in the first two rows does shit for votes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I I just need the homie on my list, so I'm I'm gonna go best score, and I'm gonna take Dune. Yep. I like that. Who did like who that. did the score for that? Was it Hanzo? The goat. Hans the goat. The goat. I need to watch that before I see him. I need to watch that. Yeah, you're right. I still. God, I can't believe you said yeah. I'm so upset about that. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> oh shoot, it's me. Sorry, I was in another world. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go best director. Hmm. You know. I was trying to go a little apart from what I normally do and maybe bring it back, you know, go a little later, but I'm a, I'm a 99 baby. I'm a two thousands baby. Let's be honest. Um, so I'm going to go something more recent per usual, <sighs> not too recent. I'm going to go one of my favorite directing performances, uh, with Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen for no country for yeah. old men. Nice man. Um, That's a great choice. Cameron. I like well, thank you. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. And I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah. And then best picture, um, I'm going to take what is without a doubt a best picture, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm no. calling my shot, bitch. No. No. Come Throwing on. I, I think you have yeah. a yeah. my shot. By the if I couldn't for Babylon, you can't for this. I'm well, I didn't bad. think you were make your Babylon comment before <laughs> I got to my, my ploy. That's a veto. By the time this episode, he won't, he won't win with that. Vito, Vito. I might do actually if they win because it'd be relevant. Imagine I was listening to this and Top Gun Maverick is just one best picture. That'd be so fucking crazy. <laughs> Mark my words. By the time this picture, this picture, this episode releases, best picture to everything, everywhere, all at once. And yeah, I but you're gonna have to. It does not you, now. We draft recording. It. It's not yeah. now when we're recording. So change nah, it. Yeah, that's a veto. That's a veto. Is some bullshit. Surely you can find another great. <laughs> I know I can. I just didn't even. I, don't, I didn't even look. I didn't even look because I knew my answer. Um, it's a bad answer. It's a correct answer, actually. Um, It'd be a bad answer with the films that are on here anyway. I would argue. 
with the films that are left. Yeah, maybe for some... you, but guess what? No, I no, you've here, got a film I'm rated higher. Draft. You've got a film rated higher than everything at once that won Best Picture. I know, but I don't... I'm just trying to take the King's speech. No, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> fuck. All right, fine. I, I'm going to take one that I I really love, and it's not my highest rated, but I do I do love it, and that's Gladiator. Oh. I'm yeah. a big Gladiator guy. I like that. I'm I really like surprised here. Am I wrong? I don't know. You know. No, you're probably not. I mean, um, there's a lot that I rate very high. Yeah. All right, I got my best director left. Um, so I, I I have the best picture. Might as well just get that combo of Peter Jackson for Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. I oh, like it. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like might that. As well. Might as well. Might as well. All right, my last pick. One of my favorite actresses. One of my favorite best performances by an actress. One of my favorite movies, honestly, to just watch. Um, Francis McDormand for Fargo. Yeah, I would, dude. I was, I thought about that. I like that. Yeah, Francis McDormand hasn't she won like two or three? Three. Yeah, for that three. and three. three billboards and Nomadland. 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 Yeah. Which, She's by the cook. way, I do love three billboards. Three billboards. Is it my last pick? Yes. Uh, yes. Can I just say, I am very. I don't mind because I don't have this song at five star. I don't think. However, people are going to get very annoyed that we didn't draft this for Best Picture uh, as Godfather Part 2. People are going to be like crazy about that. I can guarantee it. Godfather's best um, movie. Wait, so, could, wait could you're not it. picking that? No, I've already picked my Best Picture. Oh, you're already, already, yeah, yeah. I don't have a first star anyway. That's fine. I thought about it too, but like, I don't know. The Godfather's already been taken. Yeah. I know, but you know what fans of these films are like. That's the thing. Yeah. We, we pander for votes. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Friends of Dormans was one of my picks, uh, so that's out of the window. Ooh, I'm between two. I'm going to go... Oh, um, do I pick the one I love or the performance I like better? I don't know, man. You can pick whatever you want. Oh, this is like Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right, someone say A or B. 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 Okay. A. That's fine. Why don't I? Because you okay. My pick is going to be Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine. Uh, yeah, even though I haven't seen it. Uh, and my the one I love is Olivia Coleman. That was like, you know, it was one of them too, realistically. So which one are you taking? My pick is Kate Blanchett. That's oh, okay. Pick. But the one I love, <laughs> you is haven't seen it. What? You haven't Blue seen Jasmine? Blue Jasmine? No, I haven't seen it. So you're just pandering. <laughs> No, because he just wants Kate Blanchett on his team. No, I guess. Not, it's not based on the performance. It's based on the action. I thought it was based. I thought on it was based the on the performance. Oh, oh. performance. Really? I thought yeah. it was just based on the on the on the person on the like the director. Let's be real. It's, the, it's the based film. on whoever you think is yeah, going to do more it with does those. Not, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. I do love Kate, Kate Blanchett. Will do well. Uh, yeah, that's fine. All right. Okay. Uh, let's run through these real quick. Cam. Cam's best actor was Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. He took uh, A New Hope for Best Score, Emma Stone and La La Land for Best Actress, The Coen Brothers for No Country for Old Men for Best Director, and his best picture was Gladiator. I myself took Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King for Best Picture, Denzel Washington in Training Day as my best actor, Natalie Portman in Black Swan as my best actress, Dune for Original Score, and Peter Jackson for The Return of the King for Best Director. Tyler took Joaquin Phoenix for Joker for Best Actor. La La Land, Best Score, Justin Hurwitz. Bong Joon-ho, Best Director for Parasite. The Godfather, Best Picture. And Francis McDormand for Fargo for Best Actress. And Seth, with the fourth pick, took Martin Scorsese for Best Director for The Departed. Robert De Niro for Best Actor for 
Did you take that for Taxi Driver or for Raging, Raging Bull? Bull? Right. Raging Bull. Not, as far as I know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring for Best Score. Best Picture, he took One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine for Best Actress. This graphic is going to be tough to put together. I was going to think about it. Like, how you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. This is going to be an interesting graphic to put together. But we will wrap up our episode there. Thank you all for tuning into episode 27 of the Real Talk podcast. Once again, we drop all these contents, all these episodes because of you guys and the support you guys give us. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there's no way we would be pumping out three, four, five episodes a week without your constant love and support. Um, Letterbox, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Music. Uh, what am I missing? I don't think I'm missing anything. Like, follow, share, subscribe. You know, all of that means the absolute world to us. Even if you're a hater and you comment on our posts, we appreciate the engagement. To our executive producers, we thank you guys Al Bodie, Mac Wells, Marcellus, Mike Ludi, Remy Walker, Jeffy Maud, Ben Hasey, excuse me, Benjamin. Vesch, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Ben Leg, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Dean Kotamanidis, uh, Bram Vitz. Thank was you. Good. That was a tough one. Yeah. Cameron Volker, Ferdinand Sather, John Anderson, Jordan Gag, Reese David, Tobias Johnson, Truolm, Will Kim, and Eunice BBX. Appreciate you guys as patrons. We appreciate everyone who's patrons. And we appreciate everyone, even if you're not a patron. Thank you for everything you do for us. That is episode 27, and we will see you guys next week. Go.